down to this. 100 laps, five to go at the line. Five cars nose to tail heading down into turn number one. It's anybody's race. Inside for the race. It's definitely crunch time. Somebody's going to have to make a move. Three laps to go as they cross the start finish line. Going down into turn number one. They start to fan out. Coming off a of two, they're side by side down the back straightaway. Inside for the race. That's it. Coming off a of turn four. White flag in the air. Checkers and wreckers. Anybody's races that go down to turn number one. They fan out. Two by two. Three wide. Coming off a of turn number two. They get sideways. Down the back straightaway. Someone breaks loose to the top. Trying to make the run up on the high side. Going to do it the hard way around. Coming around four. There's still two by two. Three cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Two's on the inside. Coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. 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 Oh, yeah. All right, I can hear. It's amazing. Inside Florida Racing. Good got evening, everyone. C.C. Brooks with you. Bonehead here. Um, and uh, the best board op in the business uh, at times, Jack Smith in the house. Um, I do this because I can't afford to pay union wages, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a funny story. Funny story, I was uh, at Jamba Juice, this place in Tampa, the other day, and I'm sitting, I see one of my buddies I hadn't seen in a long time, uh, Lance McCullers, uh, sitting there with uh, one of his kids and uh, his wife that uh, I went to school with both of them, you know, and he was a pitcher for a baseball team, you know, and he sells Christmas trees down there, has Christmas tree lots at high schools, and knew his family for years, whatever, I said hey to him and uh, showed him my baby, and they left, whatever, next day I pick up the paper, front page of the paper, He's right, there he is, right on the front page. He's got two twin kids. They're in the Little League World Series. Really? And one, of, and they were sitting there. They were talking to a priest when I was talking to him. Um, and uh, I didn't put, I didn't get into their business when they were there. Didn't even say much to them. But then uh, I watched them play, you know. And uh, well, they lost yesterday, and they were playing here just a few minutes ago. But isn't that funny? Uh, weird thing that. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't even realize it. Next thing you know, there's somebody that you know, and their kids are in Little League World Series. Now, from Tampa, they're representing Florida. So that's pretty cool. Did you get a chance to read uh, any of the news reports from the racetracks around Florida? Well, of course. Which one are you talking about? Well, I just found it funny that there was, like, really good car counts. It was odd. It was odd. There was, like, pretty much across the state, there was good car counts and fans coming out. Well, any time that the... You know, the big boys are racing at Michigan, the most boring place that they oh, ever race in the world. Oh. Um, you're going to have people Rob, show up Rob, don't say things thing. like that. Promoters use that those the kind of things, man, as excuses. And don't, don't give them excuses, for God's sake. Oh, well, I, I know why there was a lot of people at one of the racetracks. And, uh, you know, and uh, you know there was good things going at all the racetracks. You know, but you know what? It still goes to what I was telling you. There's a lot of cars out there because there's a lot of car counts at every one of them. That's right. A lot of fan counts at every one of them. What do you think, Cece? A lot of cars are she out. Just, she just itched over here. I could see it. She's itching. Well, what, what I have to say is we had a great turnout at Charlotte County Motorsports Park Saturday, and that's about as far as my uh, racing went this week. And I haven't had the chance to, to read anything or get caught up on anything because I have been very busy on Sunday. Every, all my friends wanting to borrow my truck to haul plywood to <laughs> – cover up their doors and windows at their homes and then of course all today it was just broadcasting about uh, tropical storm phase so i haven't had a chance to do any 
pleasure internet surfing or reading. So well, yeah. On the storm side, the people in Northport here, where uh, the station's located, uh, they didn't get hit by Hurricane Charlie, so they. That's why you don't see many people even boarding up on the way here. Oh, no. But, uh, Deep Creek, Harbor Port Heights, Port Charlotte, Punta Gorda, <laughs> we're all boarding up. My partner, he's in Tampa, and uh, he drove around with a truck that says, uh, I can install plywood, you know. He said nobody's installing plywood in Tampa, and I believe it because uh, yeah. they haven't seen right. the effects, you know. Right. Until you've really seen the effects firsthand and uh, worked around it, I think it give you different respect. But yeah. and this just, storm that's coming, CC. Yes. Did you get active during window to get your stuff installed for you, or did you put your shutters they, they up? They did not put up? my shutters up this time. Actually, I want to say thank you to Joe from Prop Towing. He came over yesterday and put my shutters up for me. Really? Yeah. It's amazing how she gets people to do that. <laughs> all, I doubt, all I have to do is ask. It was great. She probably sits there and has a fake phone conversation and talking to somebody about, I don't know what I'm going to do with my shutters at my house. <laughs> no, deals can be just talking to people well, hanging out at the Waffle House after the race Saturday night. Oh, that's a whole nother show, what you could talk about. That's a reality <laughs> show in itself in that Waffle place House after the race. Waffle House is fun after the race. Now, yeah, let's talk but. about the races at Charlotte County. The Battle of the Blacktop, you know, um, that was a pretty big deal. You know, these uh, dirt cars racing on the asphalt. And I know, uh, I'll have to say I was really impressed with those guys. You know, yes. uh, they ran the 50 laps, uh, no cautions. Uh, they got no radios, no mirrors. Um, you know, I think um, a lot of so guys could, could um, it was, you know, take some lessons. It from was an them. incredible race, Rob. I viewed the race from up in the flag stand, and um, I've never had an experience. The um, the updraft up there in the flag stand was um, a lot stronger. The wind was a lot stronger than when I've been up there for the super lates or, sure, or the sprints. Yeah. Um, I was up there having to hold the hat down and the shirt down. That's so called nothing, the vortex. Nothing the vortex. Would, uh, fly up and away, but um, it was a it was a great time. It was a great race, and I, afterwards I was back there in the pits talking to uh, to Johnny and to Dusty, and they were all saying about how you know they had a blast. They yeah. had a great time. They had a lot of fun, and I look forward to doing it again. Yeah, I think the fans uh, really enjoyed it. You know, I hung out there. I was actually I stood next to uh, Donnie Ollie Jr. Um, our uh, Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Month for, for July, July, by the way. Yep. Um, stood next to him the whole time. And we both got a kick out of watching uh, Johnny make his way through traffic. Like I said, they didn't have any radios. And uh, it's funny how far they can get those cars jacked sideways and not turn around, you know. But he would go shuffle right up underneath them and knock them out of the way. And uh, um, it was it was impressive, you know. The, the guys were definitely impressive, Um I think a caution would have made it a little more exciting, I think, at the end. For, Johnny, for Bresnahan. Yeah, for Bresnahan for sure. But I think Johnny did kind of get away. But uh, Johnny worked that traffic, you know, which he's a master at. Listen, when you run those dirt late models, you have to become a master at traffic because um, not all the guys out there hit the setup. That's that's mm-hmm. the thing. you got to hit the setup. And it's more accepted in the dirt than obviously in the asphalt. Guys that don't hit the setup, they you know when the winner gets to the winner circle. Yeah, why you get your stuff out of? Get off the track, yeah. Rob. Get off the track. Yeah, and I'll have to say, uh, I, Charlotte, you know, I after after that happened, you know, when you go back to the racetrack, you kind of like, man, you know, I did kind of get ragged out last time I was around. Did here, anybody you know? say anything to you? I had a lot of people say stuff to me, and they were in support of me and the Good. fact that. You know, that he shouldn't have done that. And I think, given the time to think about it, Wayne probably, you know, um, probably 
Well, I would hope that he would think about it and um, say that he probably shouldn't have um, had a comment like that. But, uh, you know, people were in support. And, uh, by the way, I further got into my situation there and have found um, a twisted axle, completely twisted. And uh, it's amazing that I was able to drive it with uh, one side like it was. But uh, Listen to this, Rob. Yeah. I wish I was driving one of the dirt cars. Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series, uh, 50 lap race, 3,000 to win at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. We're here with uh, a fan in the grandstands. What did you think of that? I am absolutely astonished. I, I was, I can't believe it. It's amazing. Yeah. Did you expect that they wouldn't wreck or have no cost? I was expecting a wreck. If that was, that was, hey, my hat's <laughs> off to them. That was amazing. Yeah. Would, would you like to now go see a dirt race? Yes, I actually would. Yeah, they always expect a wreck. Well, even some yeah. of the drivers, when I was interviewing them prior and talking to them prior to the race, thought they were that they were going to be having. <laughs> oh, what happened? Are you kidding they, me? They shouldn't yeah. have cleaned the track off all night. They should have thrown a bunch of dirt and dust up on there. They should have went ahead and thrown kitty litter out there, like it always is out there. By the time we're oh, racing. Oh, trust me, there is plenty of objects <laughs> flying through there because I was getting pelted in the face up in the flag stand. Yeah, the truck race, on the other hand, uh, that they had. I have to say, I was amazed to see all the trucks that they had there, how they pulled all them trucks out. It was a great turnout. Um, um, I'll t- a funny story. Yes. Um, I hope Bobby Deal's not listening. <laughs> Bet he is. Funny story. Who is it? It's Bobby. Is it? Yes, Sam. Hi, oh, Bobby. It's, it's how Bobby you Deal. doing? Bobby Deal. Oh, this is uh, uh, Outrunner Hurt. <laughs> You can tell the story. I was just fixing to say, I hope Bobby Deal's not listening, because I was going to say, when I got there, I saw Bobby Deal was going to race the truck, and you can finish the story. You weren't supposed to bring that up until the end of the interview, Rob. Uh, well, well there's you know, no, it's all ad-lib. Gravity uh, uh, does, uh, you know, sometimes uh, affect us a little bit, and I guess um, with all the uh, gravity and the moon and everything, uh, somehow the uh, steering wheel got a little too big. Yeah, well, that's too bad because the fans are really wanting to see you racing out there. Uh, I know this one was right here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I always enjoyed running, and uh, it was uh, kind of interesting because it was at my anniversary. My wife kind of thought, what are you doing? So, <laughs> uh, it's probably a good thing the steering wheel didn't fit, you know. Uh, but, uh, man, what a night, huh? Yeah, man, it was, it was an great. an amazing night, Bobby. Let me tell you what, it just goes to... Um, show uh what all those people that did things and you guys are just uh uh work your tails off to make that thing come together and believe in and, and prove something to me that you know if you go out and you market it and uh promote it uh it can happen and, and man it, it, i mean outside of you know i went around and I, I was jokingly telling the guys man you guys are easy to sell tickets to but really nobody knew what would happen in the night but with all the effort that you guys put in, what 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 a return on the uh, effort because it was phenomenal. You know, just uh, in fact, I have people. The other tracks are calling me. You know, how was it? How did it go? And uh, those guys did uh, a phenomenal job of driving. The, the fans, I think, got uh, a show that was well worth the money. And um, you know, it just uh, just goes to show all the effort that went in. From all those people to, to make that thing come together, what a show! Hey man, the tires worked out, didn't they? Uh, pardon me. The tires worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's funny because you know we, we, they were so hard 
I I had at times because you know the um, some of the uh, late models and, and the super can't afford to race, and I I thought about putting them on these tires because you know the tires are an equalizer, uh, but but with these things, man, it sure proved with the the lightness those cars are. They almost look like they're on dirt, you know, but they did a great job. I mean, they weren't out of control. I mean, obviously, uh, 13 minutes and 28 seconds uh, uh, without a yellow. Yeah. I tell you, man, that was something else, you know, and they don't have any radios or no mirrors or nothing in there. So Some of them didn't even have roofs. No, that, was, that was Sean. Sean yeah. yeah, Sean Smith, yeah. Yeah, and, and half of them had never driven on, on asphalt mm-hmm. before in their life before Friday night or Saturday afternoon. Well, you know what, uh, uh I can tell you, Ken Kenny, uh, the place looked great. He had all of his banners, his, uh, all of his sponsors, you know, and, and he knew how to thank them. And they gave the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, autograph station. His guys are, you know, very congenial people. And, and, you know, it's funny because, you know, when we have a late model race, you know, you have your Mike Franklin fans and, you know, the Rob fans and you have the <laughs> Wayne Anderson fans and stuff like that. But but at the same time, these guys aren't known people to our fan base, and and everybody from the little kid to the I, I had the guy that was 88 years old was dying to see these things because of all the excitement, uh, and, and he based, needed help getting down there. But he was danged if he wasn't going to go get his shirt, you know, and, and it, that was uh, just a, an absolute uh, uh, you know uh, showed what kind of fans you know it when. Fans that love racing, love racing, and that's that's the bottom line. In fact, I got Ken Kenny calling me on the other line, <laughs> telling me to, to get off the phone. But, uh, you know, it, it is funny. I've had uh, two other tracks give me a call and uh, ask how the show went, and uh, you know, uh, I told them it was terrible. They don't want bums. You know, you don't need these guys to come up there. And you know, yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, man, what a show! What a show! Well, it, it was a great event, and, um, you know, I think it was the, the phenomenal turnout. It's a combination of the um, the fact that they were that it was Kenny's uh, United Dirt Lane Model Challenge Series coming to town, and, and then the overall promotion, and I think it just really proves, Bobby, and it should prove it to all the track owners out there, radio gets results. When you do a well, proper you know, radio it, campaign, it, it can really work wonders for you. And, and there again, you know, um we we did a lot of radio, and I backed out of the radio this year, and you know have been trying to get get caught up to where we can go do it. But man, uh, it did work. I mean, radio worked. It was uh, and it was uh, an exciting show. It was a unique show, and uh, but man, did it, did it brought those people in because we had uh, uh, a lot of ticket giveaways, and that and those people, uh, you know, I guarantee you one thing. I can't wait to see how many of them come back this weekend. Well, that's going to be thing. It's going to be nice to see what who who comes back. There was a lot of people that won tickets for me on Kicks Country who've never been there before, and um, they came up and they just said they were thrilled. They had such a good time, and so I'm I'm hoping they'll be able to uh, work it in their budget to make return trips to the track. Well, you know, and that's that's the big thing about in today's uh, you know economic situation. And man, we got a hurricane coming down the alley tonight. You know, uh, be there. It will be over top of Charlotte tomorrow at noon. So, you know, um, everybody's batting down the hatches. You know, we finally got the place. It was about as beautiful as it's ever been, I think. And, uh, 
you know, now we're going to go fight another uh, Mother Nature. But, you know, Joe Gibbs is out there. He's doing his deal, so we'll be doing good. Oh, yeah, and I think, we, was, it, uh, was it Mike Bilacki that uh, made that nice winner's circle oh, design out there for it? And that was absolutely beautiful. It looked great out there Saturday. He coordinated, He did, but he did 90% of the work. Uh, you know, I, I had thought maybe it might look a little funny when he drew it out and stuff. And, you know, I said, you know, if somebody's willing to put that kind of effort in, man, I'm not going to, you know, uh, deprive them from the opportunity because they're there doing it. And, and this, it's, it's a lot like, I mean, that track's not my track. That, you know, my God, all I do is lease it from the airport. But the track truly is, is everybody. I mean, it's the community's track. And those race, Michael Bialaki, he just did such a phenomenal job. Brought a couple guys out to to help him, and uh, man, it just it, it just upgrades everything. We got Mike the Fence with All Pro Fence out there, mm-hmm. so they expanded the hill, and, and you know, with with Oscar and the staff and Linda, just you know, and not to say about the media people, you guys just out there pounding it. I mean, it, it, it was just uh, it was excitement. You know, it, it truly, I, I mean, I had as much fun and saw as, as much fun on people's faces as when they would go to see the circus, you know? Hey, uh, and that's entertainment. Hey, Bobby, uh, anything in that Joe Gibbs book about magnets? Well, I can tell you, uh, I've listened to that story, and I can tell you, guarantee you, it wasn't his kids or it wasn't him that told him to do that. Hey man, that was slick, man. Somebody's using their head. How did how does the NASCAR find that kind ask, of stuff? Let me ask you a question, and you're a racer, right? Well, some in people, some quarters, uh, that's debatable. Depends, man. I've heard that I'm not. Well, you know, did you have any magnets? No, I'm just kidding. No. Hey, um, yeah. Problem. Your magnets are on the wrong path. Yeah. You know, I just think that that's. I think that that's unbelievable. That. It's it's very tricky thing to do, but then the NASCAR finds it. My, my question to you is, how did they find it? Yeah. Is there, is there anybody from Toyota going to Chevy next year with their own new deal? Man, I don't... Ah, what do you think about that? I don't know how they... Uh, uh, how did they ever find it? No. Is there anybody you know that has a uh, was running a number 2000 uh, Home Depot car that now is running Chevrolet's next year? So you think he was just in Home Depot talking to people about the magnets? Uh, I think maybe somebody, probably a bird or something, landed and said, you know, uh, you might want to check this out because the Toyotas are, were so far down on power, but magnetically field must have, you know, because he's running Chevrolet next year. Yeah. He don't want to run against the magnets. Okay, I want to say something to you, man. The trucks, the trucks, all those trucks that showed up, man. Uh, is that what we expect to see every time we got a truck race again at Charlotte County? We're going to see trucks again? Every, and even more, even more. Uh, there's a bunch of them that didn't get together in time. Ronnie's going to take and uh, uh, look at the uh, scheduling schedule so we're not against anybody. Uh, we're going to make a level playing field, a legal level, level playing field. And uh, I, I just got off the phone with Critter not more than a half hour ago talking about next year, you know, and how we're going to work together, try to schedule different things happening, but mainly uh, working to where we try to have 24-car fields, you know, in, in different divisions. You should take them trucks up to Ocala, man. Well, we used to run when they American race trucks, and the problem is that would be, I mean, you, you bringing the – Dirt late models to asphalt is one thing, but I can't imagine 
taking super late models and taking them to Ocala. Shh. I'm wow. talking about trucks. No, but I mean, see, the trucks. Hey, I've seen them. I've seen Rick Day take take open wheel modifieds to East Bay, man, and it was uh, it, it had its uh, moments of comic, but uh, it was pretty cool. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you you can take Joe Gibbs, models. man. Joe Gibbs. Yeah, yeah. Don't well, poke I mean, fun. You can do anything. You just, uh, you know, have to put them on a groove tire and stuff like that. Don't blame it on Joe. Joe don't work with that bunch anymore. He's into football these days. What's that? Joe's into football these days, ain't he? No. Is he back into racing again? Bobby, tell us about Joe Gibbs, man. Tell us the deal. Well, I mean, it's more of the way you live your life. I mean, you need to get his book. You need to read the book, and uh, you might change the way you live your life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some somebody up there with a lot of power that says vengeance is mine, and uh, you know sometimes that works. I don't know about magnets, you know, but um, or uh, or spend some time and go to church. Spend a, spend uh, a Sunday, go to church. Exactly. exactly <laughs> you know, uh, get out by ten and make qualifying. No, just kidding. Bobby, what do you have coming up this weekend? Well, this weekend we got a, a triple header. In fact, uh, Wayne Jefferson called because John's got uh, the. Uh, modified, then I guess John's going to run his modified last, and we're running ours second out of the box so the modified guys can make both tracks. Um, you know, not like some tracks that don't do media. Uh, you know, they'll let them run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, surprised. Yeah. Well, that's anyway, great. Uh, we've got, we've got the modifieds, we've got the, uh, sportsmen, we've got the outlaw street stocks, and, uh, you know, our backbone classes, they'll all be there. Uh, figure eight bus, uh, um, I believe no, no. The figure eight cars are coming, and the uh, faster pastor will be there. So you know, we you know many ways we work with Joe. Joe's there in, in a lot of different ways. But when you see that faster pastor deal, uh, it's amazing. Hey, did you uh, thank Donny Ali or come I in mean, congratulate Donny Ali for uh, winning the driver of the month of July? Did you realize he won that? You know, I didn't realize that, but man, what what that those guys. Um, uh, are all about uh, racing and family. And, and if you'd look at that car, it's a uh, outlaw street stock, rough and tumble. But anytime they take a, and get a, a tire mark, they repaint it. I mean, they're as professional as any super late model, late model, modified, any of those things. They're, they're always got their act together, and that, that's a family that is just driven. You know, uh, the same guy that details my car and keeps it shiny, that's why my car is always shiny no matter what. Yeah. Uh, uh, details their car too. Dutch's, Dutch's detailing. Dutch, you know, he's been transplanted down here from New York. You know who he is. Oh yeah, he's a madman. All right, Bobby, uh, appreciate the time. Um, and uh, you know, I was going to say that's two drivers at your racetrack that have won uh, driver of the month this year so far. So uh, hopefully, one of those guys will get driver of the year. Uh, keep up the good work, man. We got to go. Well, hey, y'all keep up the good work because without the media, you don't have any type of exposure, and we really appreciate you. Uh, and it's not just about spelling the name right. You know, beat us up when you have to because sometimes we need to get slapped around. But without you, we don't have a business. Thank you. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. There you have it, folks. Bobby Deal, uh, um, present owner and runner and uh, CEO and uh, Big Cheese of uh, CCMP. Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Um, it's an awesome show this week. It really was. So tonight. Okay, I just want to um, give out. We have a email address that people can go ahead and email questions in or right now. comments for yeah. during the show. I'll be monitoring the email. 
they can go ahead and email me here at feedback at realracingusa.com. That's feedback at realracingusa.com. Looking for your questions and comments during the show. Yeah, if you wonder how come we don't always talk about the whole finishing order of these races and all that, because if you want to get those, just go look up on Carnac and uh, check out the uh, Florida Stock Car Racing right there on the front page. You can see what happened in uh, racing and uh, figure out what the finishing order is yourself. Tonight. We just talk about the guys that you know necessarily win. And uh, truck just, race, Ross Chastain, by the way, he killed him in the truck race. Again. He was awesome. He again. was awesome. Um, he really, he's, you know what? All he's got to do is win him a late model race, and he'll, he's, he'll be working on getting the driver of the month. So tonight, tonight, Mike Bresnahan will be on later in the hour. No, he finished or later second. in the show. Yeah, he came in second. Came in second in yeah. the Battle of the uh, Blacktop. Wayne Jefferson uh, was uh, part of the deal over at the Auburndale Speedway, the Brown Motorsports Spectacular, mm-hmm. which was won by Aaron Williamson. And uh, Wayne's going to be on. He was uh, the sponsor of that event, his business, uh, Jefferson Irwin Racing. Wayne's always fun to talk to. He'll be with us a little bit. Danny Foster, I talked to Danny the other day. He's just, he used to race trucks, I do believe, like the fast truck kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And he just started, uh, he recently got involved in V8 stock cars. He went over to Daytona. It was his first time there in that, in that deal. He won. So he's going to tell us what it's like to drive them cars without a restrictor plate. 210 miles an hour, man. Yeah. I bet that was, uh, I bet that's fun. Go ahead. Hey, um, we have an email question already. You want to go ahead and see? That's if we awful can, quick. Can you see if we can address this? Um, Rob could address anything. Let, let's let's put Rob to the test. It says, uh, you guys do a great job covering all the events for us fans. They want to know, is there any truth to a rumor about a track opening back up in Okeechobee? Have you heard anything, Rob? Well, I have a comment. I haven't heard anything, but, um, you know, there's nothing going on in Okeechobee. So if there is a track opening up there, I guess it should be really busy because there's nothing going on there. But um, have I heard anything? No. Does that mean anything? Absolutely not. Jack, have you heard anything while you've been operating the board? No. I don't know. Operating what board? This board? Yeah. No, I haven't heard anything. As a matter of fact, I, it just didn't you quit everything else? Yeah, well, I was going to bring up, you know, I, I have had some comments about the reopening of Sunshine Speedway. In, in Lake Okeechobee. Could be. It has as much chance, and I know there's going to be some people that this really probably ticks off, but it's the way it is. Um, there's probably just as much chance of a track opening in Okeechobee, maybe even more, than there is the reopening of Sunshine Speedway. This, this now, is do, you what think, do you think it would be an asphalt and, or No, a but, but let, me, let me continue here. I have a few comments about this. We, we have a guy that we, uh, who's a reporter that works with us who's been reporting motorsports for 20 years, and he's been do, like, doing, like, checking into this whole deal and talking to people that matter Listen, about this sunshine it's deal. It's not going to open up. Now, let me tell you. It's, if you want to sell T-shirts at 25 bucks a pop, to give some money for charity, then do that. If you want to sell T-shirts to promote the fact that you're going to open a track, sell them for five bucks, for God's sake, or give them away to everybody you can talk to. I mean, if you want to promote it, promote it. And the fact is, is that the people who are supposedly going to open the track are keeping their identity hidden for reasons that are unbeknownst to any of us. 
I mean, it's it's just like if somebody thinks they really have an answer to this and there's really some truth behind it and it's not just some airified bunch of BS, send us an email and, and tell us how, show us something factual about it. Show me the money. Yeah. Feedback at realracingusa.com. It ain't happening. It's not going to open back. If it was going to happen, it would. It would. It, we would press. love it. We'd we would it. love it. It would be. It would be so awesome. But yeah, the, the, re- the reality, day, the yeah. day that somebody is going to open it back up, trust me, everyone will know. They'll be making a phone call to um, Jack over here. I guarantee you, whoever buys the place and has going to open it back up, and they'd they tell him the date because that way they could knock out a bunch of people in one shot. Um, it's it's not. Listen, we stop concentrating on that, and you folks need to concentrate on going to the racetracks that are open. You know, the, the folks over there in in St. Pete. You know, you've got to concentrate on going to Desoto. You've got to concentrate on going to Auburndale. You got to concentrate on um, going to Citrus. Um, and they do. That's what they've been doing. But you guys got to go ahead and get them cars on out of the uh, out of the garage, you know. Stop holding on to them, thinking Sunshine's going to open back up, keeping them the same. Because let me tell you, if the place opens back up, it's not going to be the same old cars that were there anyhow. And it's not going to be. It'll be a lot different. Yeah, sell them. It'll be different. Get rid and, of them. And speaking of Sunshine, you know, we talked about it before about planning the old timers race. That you want to Shh, don't talk about that on the air because other people get ideas and then they start having old timer four oh, cylinder you've been figure eights. Talking eight. about it on the air in the past. <laughs> what do you want to do? What do you want to do, CC? <laughs> Tell us what you want no, to you do. Can, you, you can say do, it. like like a, a late model or super use late code model. names. Old an old <laughs> old fart race. An old timers race, yeah. And get some of the guys that we've we've interviewed on the show who've all said they'd be interested in doing a race, but they don't want to do anything like a big fifty or hundred lap. Exactly. Just bring we, their cars out and have some. We fun need some and silicone and big cars. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rob. Silicone? Silicone? Yeah, that's to like so that it's smooth. Slippery. Oh, so they can easily slip into the seat behind the steering wheel. Got it. Yeah, I guess it was better to say silicone than grease. (laughs) For a minute there, I was really wondering where you were going with the silicone. Oh, my goodness. But um, I think it would be um, a great race, something we. No, I I think it'd be good, and we're going to put that. We're going to put together something in. it's going to be the biggest race. This of the was. Year. Uh, it's going to be the biggest race ever. This We're was, going to top the United Dirt Lake models battling it out on the th- blacktop. This was Terry Roberts last night at this last Saturday. It was his last That's night. Right. He's off to Georgia now. Now off to Lanier. And out the, of there. We I, we had another. Of course, he was on our show what two weeks ago, and but I I had a long interview with him on uh, Friday, I believe it was, or Thursday, and uh, we have a story coming out, a pretty long story about uh, Terry's whole career and the whole deal. It's pretty cool. Terry, Terry's done a lot over there, man. And, uh, I'm yeah, telling you. He's been around, man. There's and you know no they've canceled. You know this, uh, CeCe? New Smyrna, Robert Hart, the owner of uh, Orlando Speed World and, uh, and New Smyrna, New Smyrna mm-hmm. they uh, already postponed next week's races. Just because he's leaving? No, because of the storm. Oh. Because it's going to interfere with, the, you know, everybody's life and they're for three days. Because, see, up there, they're going to yeah. get the effects a day or two later. And yeah. they have seen... Like you were talking about earlier yeah. about people uh, buying uh, stuff to fix their houses and prepare, they also have been hurt. Yeah, so they're heavily. Doing, so they're doing it. There's no doubt. After Hurricane Charlie, I didn't so, end up right here. So Bonehead, 
Give Robert a break on this one, man. Give him a break on this one. Those people in Orlando from Hurricane Charlie, there was trees down and a lot of lot of uh, damage done from the storm there. That's actually where I saw the damage to begin with and then ended up down here. I was amazed that in the middle of the state that that storm up, had done so much 17. damage. Charlie went up right up like 17 up yeah. that way. Yeah. That's Amazing. the way I would go to Orlando if I left Ponte Gorda. So exactly. It makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, why don't we take a break so we figure out where we're going next? Uh, we got to check the weather. we got to see if we're going to be able to finish this show. Oh, a bomb just went what off was that? the studio. Hey, uh, you're listening to Inside Florida Racing with uh, Bonehead and C.C. Brooks. consistent all night and you know consistently went uh, wins races and uh you know tried to keep a nose clean and got a few scares when we was going through left traffic but uh you know it all worked out real good this uh racetrack's a lot wider than it looks like you can uh, race hard so we love it so uh, take us a little bit through that lap traffic you had a couple of times where there were four or five cars in front of you had to give a little nudge every once in a while well you know um, it's hard sometimes when you're racing to understand who they're talking to on the race receiver so you know, you nudge them, but you don't. You don't go in there and just knock a stew out of somebody. I mean, you nudge them, let them know you're there, and then they they move out the way for you. Same thing I do. If I'm off a little bit, you know, one weekend, it's a little, you know, common or a little courtesy. And uh, like I say, we all race with each other every week, and I might be off one week, and uh, the next guy's sitting there going around me, you know. So I respect things more than anything. Well, Johnny, you add the asphalt knocks to your belt, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for the locomotive. 
Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Fake Tattoo Inventor. Mr. Fake Tattoo Inventor. Through the miracle of hypoallergenic adhesives, you transform us from mild-mannered accountant into roadhouse biker hooligan. Be it Screaming Skull or Thrashing Tiger, you've got a temporary alter ego for any occasion. What else says, I love you, Mom, like a heart with a sword through it? You know I love you, Mama. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, Mr. Fake Tattoo Inventor Guy. We may not have been born to ride, but thanks to you, we can feel like it. Thank you, Mr. Fake Tattoo Light beer at Isabusa, St. Louis, Missouri. That's Hurricane. I believe yeah. that's what Neil Young, right? That? Hurricane Neil Young. Is that is that correct? Yeah, he was drinking a hurricane. That's right. On See, if, if you were a DJ at a rock station instead of country station, you'd know that. I'd know that better. Inside Florida Racing, welcome back, everyone. CC and Jack and Rob with it drives you, you crazy, we're, don't it, Rob? We're, back. we're getting I'm into just the hurricane mode. Here. I'm picturing, picturing him back in 1972. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> playing that song right now, four hundred okay. times. Yeah, no, that's just with funny, a stack of tapes I, behind you. I know where cart, I was. A cart what machine. I, I know where I was and what I was doing in 1972. And if I tell you, you'll feel real old. So we won't go there. Coming up next, we got a little bit more Neil Young for you. A little <laughs> double shot. That's right. Well, I'm excited. Because we've got on the phone line our good buddy of the show, Wayne Jefferson. Hey, little Wayne. Double shot of Wayne Jefferson. Yeah, how you doing? Doing really good. How are you? Uh, doing great. What's up, Rocket Man? Not much, not much. Spent the weekend over at Auburndale there hanging out. So uh, we had our weekend at uh, for the Brown Motorsports deal over there this weekend and sponsoring that mini stock class deal that they got. So we had a really good time. And Talk I was really excited, it. Wayne, because I heard that um, Aaron Williamson won the race over there. Yeah, he did. Um, his sister, I think, normally drives the car. For I'm not sure whatever reason she wasn't. She was sick or something. Anyway, she couldn't drive, so he was driving it. So yeah, he did a good job too. He 
he chased the leader around there for quite a good, quite a bit there, and he finally got by him. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Aaron. Aaron, we've had him on the show with us. Yeah. So, uh, what else is going on there at the race? Um, you know, what were you, uh, what were you there for? Uh, we had a Jefferson Irwin racing night there. We sponsored the the class there with Dave Brown, Brown Motorsports, and uh, so we were over there. We we gave away a boys' bike and a girls' bike. Um, the kids had tickets, white and red tickets or something like that there that they uh, to, you know to tell the difference, obviously. And uh, we threw frisbees out, and uh, one of them was marked, you know, with a twenty-five dollar gas card. So, um, you know, we just went around and kind of promoted our business, talked to people in the pits, talked to the drivers in the drivers' meeting and stuff, and. Just uh, letting them know what we do and where we're at and uh, trying to get the name out there and just had a real good time. Dave Brown was really, really nice. The hospitality there was real good, you know. So the last time I was at Auburndale when I raced there last year, you know, we didn't leave on all that good of terms. But Rex and them guys there, they uh, they really acted professional and everything was really nice. They had, they had a really good show. I mean, they had a 100-lap super late model. And uh, that would mean, you know, I figured that would be a little bit of a wreck fest. But, you know, it was a real good race. The guys raced hard. Or they ran... I think there was only a couple little cautions, no major incidents. They ran like 50 laps or something, uh, no yellows, so maybe longer than that even. So it was a, it was a pretty good show. How many super light models were there? Uh, 17. Oh, that's good. They had a nice turnout. Yeah, who won that show? They sure did. Jeff Schofield did. Wow. So well, I think, um, I think it was Kevin Macy was second, and um, Daniel Webster was third. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad to hear that uh, there was a bunch of racing going on all over the place. And uh, so you weren't actually racing anything, though, huh? No, not this past weekend. We ran the weekend before there at Punta Gorda and uh, the third leg of the six back, and we won that. So uh, that put us back in a point lead on that deal. So we're running pretty good right now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you pretty much handily won that race. Uh, <laughs> I talked to Lee Collins there. Um, he was at the Battle of the Blacktop, him and uh, Eddie, and uh, talking about he didn't, couldn't get up there to you. Talking about that racetrack, you know, that, you know, the racetracks around the state, Wayne, you've raced at quite a few of them and won at just about every one that you've ever raced at. Um, which, which tracks do you find challenging, you know? I know that there's got to be some tracks that when you've got guys that are just as fast as you, the track becomes more challenging. Yeah, that Bronson is a place like that for me. To be honest with you, that's a little difficult for me to get around and, and race with guys. And I mean, you know, and Punta Gorda's kind of is one one of them really on the list because it's just you know everybody when when the general population of drivers realize there's only one main groove, then you know they start to uh, everybody starts to be a little bit more aggressive about trying to keep their spots, you know. So it uh, and, and and then when you're trying to get by, they they know just how much room they got to use up, you know, but. That's why I like places like Bradenton really a lot, and I run good there a lot because it's a place where you know you got room to race. There's more than one place to be. So, yeah, you but, know, it's a question that I asked a, a few drivers the other night about Charlotte County Speedway um, because I find I find it very challenging myself. Maybe not one and two as much as three and four, and you know, um, and you ask guys, you know, what what line do you take down through there? And they never can give you a straight answer because every time you drive down in there, when you're really racing, you got you know you got to take such different lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I just wondered what the Rocket Man thought. You know, uh, Bronson, no doubt, that place is different than anywhere else, and uh, 
uh, Bradenton definitely gives you a wide range, a, a wide track to race on. Have you ever raced a, a fast car, like a modified or a late model at uh, Auburndale before? Yeah, I got the track record over there right now from last year's qualifying that they ran. But uh, Is that a modified? Uh, yeah, yeah. We got a... Uh, we got a you know bad call in the race. Went to the rear, you know, gave them a few words of my own, and then loaded up. So, or basically, I guess they threw me off the track. Yeah, Rob had to bring that up. He, I, think, I don't know I, anything about it. I don't know anything about it. I was going to ask you, do you regret doing that, or do, or if well, you did it? I don't regret anything I do because I didn't feel I was wrong. <laughs> so, you know, what I mean, I, I didn't feel I was wrong, and I still don't. So, you know, but I mean, you can't you know hold a grudge about everything forever. And uh, I'm a businessman now. And, you know, you got to look at things a little bit differently. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you just never know, you know, the person that you get into it with is a, is a very next person that you or they need, you know, to, to work something out in life. So, you know, it just, it generally don't pay to, to, you know, stay that way too long, but you get aggravated with it sometimes. Yeah, I guess you, one would just hope that the racetrack itself would learn, learn something by uh, the loss that they give you. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, my biggest complaint about it is, you know, not to get in a big story about it, it's just on them tighter tracks like that, they, they should have a little more give and take on the calls because, you know, I mean, that stuff happens because of the design of the track, not because we can't race together, you know. So, you know, just, uh, sometimes that stuff should just be called nothing. Everybody gets their spot back. Let's go back racing, uh, you know. They're yep. putting on a good race, and they just got into each other, you know, so. I absolutely. I mean, you know, know, I was talking with Patrick Williams about that the other day, and he said basically the same thing in different way. I I think that's right too. I think sometimes it's like if you can't figure out, just leave. If they're leaders, guys up in the top two or three, let them stay up there, man. Yeah, I mean, if if they were battling hard, you know, and they just got they're racing hard. Nobody's wanting to give anything. Everybody's wanting to take. You get into each other, but it was a good show. You can't make a call. You know, no one's going to be mad the way I always see it. That was always my answer. See, see, here's a perfect opportunity for us, us just fans, to ask some like really dumb questions because we got two race car drivers, at least one and a half on on the line with us, right? <laughs> that we're talking with. So, listen, guys, there was a guy. Don't you, look at me. We were talking about tires. Remember, I called look you. Look at Rob, Wayne. Rob, <laughs> I'm looking at Wayne. All right. Hey, uh, uh, bear with me a minute, Wayne. I got to explain this to Bonehead. Listen, right. man, remember we were talking about this the other day on the radio about, yeah. about tires? Right. Okay. And the guys, you know, bitching about tires. Right. Okay. So what is the deal with tires? You were explain to me why why it's okay that promoters sell the tires and then uh, we'll get Wayne's Wayne's the way they do and, and, and how they make tire changes and tire rule changes. And we'll hear, listen to what Wayne. Well, I out. forgot all the gist of everything that we talked well, about. Well, it was started day, about it was started about Mr. Buttram who was, who was saying saying that he was racing at DeSoto and he had said that you know he wasn't happy with the way that they went from the tires on them Road Warriors to the recast. Oh, the oh they cost they cost yeah. more money. Oh, this is perfect. This yeah. is a perfect guy to talk with him about because Wayne will remember right. the street stock days. Um, uh, it, it's like a double-edged sword. The, the promoters at the racetrack, if I own my own racetrack, and Wayne, he, he may agree or disagree, in, in my street stock class, I would put them all on a racing tire. i put them on a bias-ply racing tire so it puts an evil, play, an evil an even playing field for everybody. As far as um, the, the track owners, they always say, oh, the track owners make all the money with the tires. Well, they always have a tire there in case you pop one. And what always happens if you have a street tire that is your tire, there's always one guy that seems like he gets the tire. He starts winning. He can get the tires. And 
he erases the name off the side of him so nobody can find him, and then he becomes the tire man. You know what I'm saying, Wayne? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's pretty wild. So uh, what do you think would be the best thing to do with a street stock class? Well, they should be on some kind of racing tire, but I think I don't know, you know, how, what the relationships are between the racetrack and the manufacturers. And I think that's where more I would see the problem is because, you know, if I was an owner, I should be able to get, the manufacturers should be able to get me whatever I need that works well at my racetrack for the classes that I have, mm-hmm. as inexpensive as possible. You know, those kind of things. Don't make them tires that last one night. Make them tires that last, you know, they're harder and they, you know, work better with that racetrack or whatever, last a little longer. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's just one of the things. If they sell them to make money, then obviously they want to keep selling them. They don't want you coming back and collecting two or three payouts from them and never buying no tires. You know, so that, that's how they get their money. So, it's like you said, it's a double-edged sword. It's, it's going to be what it is no matter what. I mean, generally they're going to sell the tires and we're going to have no say about it, you know. So, uh, you know, I mean, but they they should always, you know, have them on some kind of racing tire, I feel like. You think well up, you know, from basic like a bomber class or something, and then on up from there should... You know, the, the manufacturers should have tires that work for these classes. So if it's a Road Warrior class, a Road Warrior class, uh, for an example, at at um, Charlotte, you know, they're a, they're a V8 class similar to, you know, similar basically what the cars were when we ran street stocks, you know. They're not much different. They don't let them have a, you know, they don't make them have all the roll cage and safety that we had to have. But um, I think that the tires, when they start wearing out, they get the metal going and they tear the racetrack up. And I, I know that uh, I think it's just one of those things. I don't think it, the, the cost difference is that much. I, you know. I, I think it's been said that. I, I think sometimes them tires are more. They go buying them street tires. They, they spend more than we do. Yeah, they get them cut down. You know, now our tires have, you know, gone up a, little, a lot more. But, you know, it's probably close to the same more, like you said. But. Generally, it used to be, you know, slicks, you could buy a slick for 100 110 bucks. Now, you know, $150 for one of them nice street gummy radials, you know. Right. You know. So, you know, it's just, you know, it's just one of them things where, hey, no matter what you make for rules or anything else, somebody's always going to be looking to sidestep it. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm always for the guy that, that, that you know, wants to keep the rules um, from, from things from costing too much. I hate to see rules being made that just drive the cost up of the racing in each particular class and but i don't think the tire thing does i think that um you know we, we jack gets some complaints every now and then we get some complaints or people are complaining about different racetracks you know that oh they're thinking that they're making over because they're the only ones that can get the tire and i just think that you know we got used to things how they were a certain way years ago and you know the tires were there, you know. Jay was there. He always had the tires that we needed. And what would we have to pay? Sixty-eight bucks for him or something, you know? <laughs> eighty something dollars. Yeah, it was probably eighty something dollars. But you know what? They would last. I mean, I'm oh, sure yeah. you won many races out there with old tires. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, they lasted forever, really. Yeah, I mean, Red, he'd make tires last. He'd he'd go out there with anything. Yeah, I ran left front all year before there with them tires. So. So that's they need the same thing for every class, but you know that's how they make their money. That's the problem. And that's how Jay, you know, Sunshine, for example, Bonnie only got you know a percentage of what he did and that got put into the points fund. There was never any profit that I know of, you know, from her talking to me about it that yeah. her directly went in her pocket over it, you know. 
And, you know, she didn't even deal with tires then. The track wasn't even, you know, they weren't even making money on tires. Well, that's that's a good thing, uh, and it was a smart thing to put it in that points fund. They had a lot of ways to raise money for the points fund that, you know, uh, listen, I've always said that there's a lot of tracks out there that could learn from the way that they ran that place, you know. Uh, didn't necessarily, you know, you know how it is. When you run a place yeah. every week, you're not going to get along with everybody all the time. No, but no, no. I was always, uh, I always sit back and look at how they ran things and said, you know, it, it worked. <laughs> Except for towards the end, I think that uh, it's like anything else. They they were kind of give up on it, you know. Yeah. Well, Wayne, what do you have coming up? What races in the next couple of weeks? Uh, this weekend actually, I'm going to try to support both tracks. Do a little double duty if they'll work with me. We got a modified race at Gorda and at Desoto. They're just regular shows, 35 laps. But we're going to try to run both. I talked to Charlotte County today and. They said they would run us like the second feature so that we could get out of there. And um, I can't talk to anybody at DeSoto until tomorrow. To find oh. They'll try to run us last to give us the time in between. I got Brian Rogers is going to be doing it with me, and um, I may have Tony Carino doing it also. Well, so, I think that's I think that's great that um, you know we can have the tracks working together so you modified guys can run two races this weekend and i don't know if you'll be able to get anybody up there tomorrow wayne because a lot of places are um, you know shutting yeah. down because of weather yeah hey wayne um there is a hurricane coming dude yeah, yeah you know i don't really think about that stuff because I, I i don't you know it's just a little bit of weather i mean we get them thunderstorms all year so you gotta blow a little wind around so you don't think about it because you didn't lose a house to hurricane charlie like some of us did down here yeah he's one of those complacent people <laughs> you know what they live on an island they live on an island rocket man ain't worried about no stinking hurricane pinellas trust park me. they're on an island trust me if it hits here it's over but you know that's what i mean what am i gonna do there ain't gonna be no getting off here because Ain't everybody in this county ain't gonna be able to get over them two bridges. That's right, got that right. People that don't know, man, don't even realize what when it comes to when they say, and they've said it many times in our lives, evacuate um, Charlotte or Pinellas and Pinellas County, evacuate Pinellas County. Man, people go crazy. Oh, absolutely, can't get across the bridge. It'd just be a lockdown. It'd just be lockdown and traffic. That's it. No one would be. Oh, you can't even get gas in Clearwater right now. I bet. Probably not. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, so I ain't worried. Yeah. All right, Wayne. I'm Let's... coming to Tampa, man. I'm running from it. Yeah, I hear you. It's probably going to come all the way up, so who knows? We'll all get a little bit of it. But I tell you, just before you go, man, I want you know, I talked to Dave this afternoon. He was really Dave Brown, Brown Motorsports. Uh, they do this spectacular deal there at Auburndale. And uh, he was really, really happy with the event, man, and uh, I'm sure you were, too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. He was all excited. So, yeah. I mean, they, they treated us real good, so I made sure we got out there and talked about us all night. So it was really cool. Hey, I run a Brown Motorsports sticker on my race car. Uh, there you go. Maybe you saw it the other night as I was spinning around in circles. No, I wasn't there, Rob. I'm uh, sure everybody Wayne was there. What was that, Wayne? You should get some sponsors for that deal because you were just showing them all night on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get in on it. Come on, man! Get he, in on it. You need to get some. Has... Need to get some some JIR, some Jefferson Irwin Racing, man. Yeah, I'll throw some of that on the side of there. I don't care. I'll talk to you soon. Turn a negative into a positive. Yeah, a marketing a marketing scam. I need I need a new nose for my car. So new nose and some stickers. All right. We'll talk talk to you soon, Wayne. Bye, Wayne. Right. Take it easy. Thanks. 
Yay. All right. Now. Jefferson, the rocket man, uh, he's Mr. Fastburn, man. He's he's what I'd call a winner. Gary Gimler. Mm-hmm. Is it Gary Gimler? Gary Gimler. Did, is he the one who won, or was it Mark? See, I'm fooling with you a little bit there. Up at Citrus. Yeah. Gary Gimler won at Citrus in the uh, checkered flag. It's Gimler at Citrus. Yeah, that's right. Is it Gary? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gary? Citrus in the checkered flags, but they had like 16 or 17 cars. Yeah. Yeah. They had some issues that led to some cars not coming. At, uh, but uh, Now, are we going to get to talk about those issues or we're not supposed to? Well, I don't know. No, I don't think it's... They don't think you know that, how I always talk about things we're not supposed to? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know it how it always goes. makes the show so interesting, though, Rob. I just would say that there's two sprint car series, and I think that that you it's very know very confusing. For well, me. when people get, I mean, there's actually three sprint car series, major ones, I guess, and you know, quit the friggin' fighting over cars and tracks and quit it. For now, God. see, listen, now, see, together. that's what I used to say when this whole thing first started, and then I got yelled at and said, "Well, you know, you can't say that." I just said it. You can't say that, um, but yes. Okay, why are they going to ruin, gonna ruin a good just thing? Tell us. I mean, look, what, what do you, look, what's the common I'm, sense here? Common sense is everybody needs to work together. The, the Can't we all just get along? At least, for God's sake, don't work against somebody Don't work else. against each other. The, the tracks all should be working together. The, the, the series should be working together. At the you very know, least, if, don't, don't work against somebody. Don't work against each other. We need to think about this way. It's the benefit of the fans about putting on a great show for the fans because when the fans are happy they come out and they sit their butts in the grandstands and they spend money on tickets and concessions that means and there's more money that can go into the winner's pocket and the track owner's oh, pocket and it's a big happy goodness. circle well Jerk. rob that just Jerk. happened it just happened what? a whole bunch of people got together yes 20 about 20 people probably were really involved 10 to 20 people were involved in this promotion that happened at Charlotte County Speedway over the yep. la- over a three week period, and they end up with, with twenty. The black we end up with twenty five hundred or maybe three thousand people total in the whole night, and the place was packed, and it was everybody was working on the same page, and they didn't have a bunch of egos in the way. Nobody was bad mouthing somebody else because of the way they did something, and it all worked, and it, and it you know, <laughs> till Rob came along. It was great. Uh, you know, the people. Hey, me and Rick did track. our job. The track was happy. Drivers were happy. Fans were happy. Um, everybody was happy and having a good time. What was funny is the biggest complaint I was hearing on Saturday goes, it's hot. It's so hot. And every person that said that to me, I went, it's not raining. We can race in the heat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was no rain in sight. Well, in the, down the in morning, the keys. Early in the morning on Saturday, it, it looked a little iffy. But then and we had perfect case in point, rain. there's been like this friction that goes on. And it's been like kind of sitting there. And, and it pops up, and anybody that's around this sport kind of knows between Auburndale, management there, ownership, and what goes on in Charlotte. The two racetracks are like light years away. One of you's in Kentucky, and one of you's in Virginia, for God's sake. How'd you know what I'm on, saying? How do we I mean, get on that deal? Well, because it's it's what we're talking about. It's like, you know, you got this one sprint car series that's more interested. Instead of promoting their own thing, they've got to pick on some other deal. It's the same thing here. You know, Auburndale had a great weekend this week. They had a, a lot. I mean, they had a packed grandstands. And I've heard, I've got that from three people who were there who gave me that, you know, exactly mm-hmm. the kind of deal and reported on it. Now, 
did they do know, some they, adver- had, they, did they do some advertising for their deal? I wonder. Well, they did a lot of it, I'm sure. And one where we ran ads on Carnac, so I know right. we were doing it, and lots of people were probably out promoting and doing their thing. But what I'm saying is, you know, it doesn't this nonsense of this constant fighting between people of egos and whatever and arguing over nickels and dimes it's is not no, worth it it's not worth the it. the goal no. should be put on a great show because that just the trickle down effect from that making the fans happy and they're coming out and them spending money and you know and the drivers are happy and it's 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 supposed to be about fun it's supposed to be about putting absolutely. on a good show absolutely how many asphalt racetracks are left in the state of florida really that race well, go to florida stock car racing Six. click on the thing no there's no, no, about something like what 10 Go look on the thing. Go look on the on the deal there, man. Count them up. Florida Stock Car Racing on Carnac.com. It's right in front of you. But, you know, it's... it's. No, I have other things that are going on. There's meters and scales and... It just goes to prove that... Um, and hats off to Ken Kenny for, um, for, for trusting Jack and I and listening to us about allowing us to promote... Um, his race and trusting our judgment of what needed to be done and the money spent. And um, he came up to me and hugged me Saturday night and, you know, said it was um, a good investment on his part and he was pleased with the turnout and everything. So um, yeah, so maybe some other promoters ought to think about that, maybe yeah. uh, using uh, and us to they promote can, them. They can get a hold of me. They can, you know, send an email either to CECE at wikx.com or get a hold of me through feedback at realracingusa.com and I'll be more than happy to talk to them and um, and work with them and help them so they can have a, a successful Saturday night. Yeah, all over the state of Florida. It doesn't matter what track you're at. That's These right. uh, clear channel radio stations are uh, all over the place and plus we can do our end of uh, promotion and making the right commercials and but, you know, making the making the posters and, and execution. making and, the free and, tickets, and there's a lot of things that need to be done to make that and, happen. And right? it's, you can't really wait to the last minute to do it. You really have to decide you're going to do it, and 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 have it, you know, at least know out, you know, five six weeks ahead of time that what what's the big show that you want to promote and do and plan for it. And that gives you a lot of time, so you can do all different kinds of promotions. Speaking of big shows. Rob, when did you first get involved in doing things that involved promotion? I mean, a long time ago. Huh? Uh, yeah, oh. my first promotion deal started by uh, talking, if you could imagine. You talking? <laughs> uh, yeah, at that bar across the street from the Ice Palace, just sitting on a microphone. And uh, like I said, I, I told the story before. I convinced the bar owner that if he gave me a microphone, I could get people to come in. By telling them what was going on, because people are, don't take this the wrong way, most people are really dumb when it comes to going to an event like that. They get out of their car and they just walk to the event. They're like, okay, I'm walking to the Cheap. event. I'm just going to eat at the concession stand or I'm just going to drink one of them $20 beers that they're going to give me. So I told them what I needed to do was I needed to tell their subconscious mind where to go. So that's what I would do is I would... Um, Tell everybody that from the time they got out of their car to the time they walked in front of our bar to the time they walked into the ice palace, they heard, you know, that they needed to come in this place and what was going on in the place mm-hmm. and that the Lightning were the best hockey team in the world. And if they were with the other team, we'd still let them in anyways. But, you know, uh, just stupid things. But I told their subliminal mind, 
where they could go before and after the event. So even if they passed us by, they knew to come back. Well, the repetition of the whole thing, I think, CC, is where this uh, whole thing uh, comes in. Rob, I think we have our uh, next interview. Is it Ramon? On, on <laughs> hey, Brittany, are you there? Yeah. There's Brittany. Okay, we have Brittany Huntington with us. And, Brittany, you're, um, you're a fast mini cup driver? Yes. Well, did you race this weekend? Yes, I did. I came in second. Well, tell all our listeners and tell us all about your race, where you raced, and how it went. Um, well, we actually race in Auburndale most of the time. Um, sometimes we go down to Bradenton, but that's very rare because it's pretty far. But, um, yeah, it went really good Saturday. Um, I drove pretty hard, and it was fun. So I came in second. I was happy. First time I ever got second. And, and how do you like racing um, with the Fast Mini Cup Series? They are a great group. They're a lot of fun, and everybody um, pretty much gets along for the most part. We have our disagreements like everybody else, but for the most part, we all get along and have a good time. And are you planning to continue racing with them next year? Yes. And and how do you, um, and how long have you been racing with them? Um, I started just early this year, so not very long. And so you finished second Saturday night. Um, has that been your best finish so far? Yes, so far. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And are you enjoying working with Rick and Susan? Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy them a lot. What? Go ahead, Rob. I didn't say anything. I, yeah, no, you were you were ready to, though. No, I was reading. I was reading something, and it, and okay. it just it, it, it made me laugh, and I my microphone was on. I have a very terrible board operator. It's not paying attention to what's going on. <laughs> Brittany, um, have you been on our show before? No, this is the very first time. Are you sure? Yes, very first time. How old are you? 18. 18. Now, you go to high school? I actually just graduated. So you go to college? No, I'm not going to go to college. I decided not to. Oh, so what are you, what, what are you going to do in your grand um, thinking of scheme of life at 18? Oh. The parental question. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually haven't really figured that out too much yet. Really? Yeah, not, I know. That's pretty I bad. know it is. It's, it's like when you turn 18 and you get out of high school, you got to take that summer and the next year off, right? Yeah, I know. I'm just kind of like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just waiting. Okay, so uh, so you're going to be able to really concentrate on your mini cup stuff. Now, tell me something. I always wondered this, and don't take this the wrong way, but okay. the girls really work on their own car? Um, at first, I didn't. I'm getting a little better just because the rest of my team insists that I help out on my car, but I actually have no idea what I'm doing. So, <laughs> yeah, I work on it a little bit. I try. Now, now you can learn. I mean, do, do you? who knows about the car? Uh, well, everybody else besides me, basically. Um, Do you own the car, or are you just driving it for someone? My grandpa owns them. Okay. okay. Does yeah. Grandpa know about the car? Yeah, him and Flint and Rick. We're a team of four, and they all know about cars except me, basically. So. All right. Well, you need to tell them that they need to teach you yes. about the car, and you want to know. Tell them that you finally want to know. You didn't really want to know before, but now, after this interview that you just did, that you feel that it's important that you figure that out because I think that there is lots of room for women in racing today. Oh, right. I agree. But I think that it is ultra important that if you're going to be the woman that is going to race today, 
you have to be like just like the men that are out there that know everything about their car. And today, if you're going to be a successful racer, you must know everything about your car. So that's what you're going to do for the next year. Yes. Okay. Yep, yep for sure. <laughs> We're going to have to get her a quiz, Cece. We'll come up with one and call her up and hit it, hit her with it later. Now, Brittany, um, do you foresee yourself at some time moving out of the Mini Cups and racing another class? I would really like to, but I just don't think at the stage I'm at that that will really happen too much. I just don't really foresee that. <laughs> so you sort, of want, you sort of plan to devote yourself over the next year or two to this series? Yeah, I'm just going to do that. I mean, the other, um, my grandpa pays for everything and moving up would be definitely a little bit more expensive. So I think right now I'll just stay where I'm at and get a little better at this first before I think about moving up. What about sponsors? Are, do you, is, is everything just coming out from your grandfather, or do you have any sponsors? Um, Rick and Susan always have sponsors for us. So as far as having my very own, I don't yet, but we all kind of, our group has sponsors that, you know, we all share. And so, just out of curiosity, what, what does your grandfather think that you're um, not going off to college? I think he's fine with that. <laughs> I honestly think he's okay. So, yeah? Yeah, he seems to be cool with that. Uh, you know, I, I, don't see, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I, I thought a long, long time ago that a lot of kids, um, when they get out of high school, they go straight to college. Right. And they're not, it's like they get more out of it if, if they went to college a little later. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. There, there is um, she's going to work on her race car you are out of the room yeah <laughs> she's got her next year already working oh that's out. cool man yeah, she's going to yeah. she's going to learn about her race practical car. real life experience but right. she's going to learn more about just than driving and i think it'll make her even a better driver if she uh, learns to how the car works and really becomes the smart one well not only that Brittany, by hanging around the pits i'm sure you'll agree you will learn a lot about human beings and human oh, yeah. nature and social interaction. And uh... Definitely. She seems like she knows how to interact socially oh, just fine. <laughs> she can carry on a conversation. Yeah, I try. <laughs> Who are your sponsors? Oh, let's see. We have a bunch. Um, uh, Tempest Cycles and what are some other ones? Oh, you're going to fail in this test I miserably. Am. I know, really. Yeah, because I don't actually even think about it until I have to go out there and race and just remember the ones for that race. To <laughs> okay, well, put that on. The, that's the other thing you got to learn. you got to learn your sponsors. It's yeah. always nice when they're standing by your car because you can uh, turn around and look. But you know, <laughs> I do, I've done that enough. But if you get interviewed by good guys that are good interviewers, they won't let you look. They'll have you turned around the other direction. Yep, yep. But just some things that you needed to know, you know, because uh, you're going to be a winner, aren't you? I'm definitely going to try. Yeah, well, the mini cups. You know, we've had quite a few of your uh, mini cup people on. The, the mini cup people. I didn't mean that, but the folks that r- race mini cups. Right. And uh, they all sound like they just have a great time when they do it. We can't. Get and um, I think that uh, um, the series is getting bigger. There's more and more people that are getting involved. Um, are, are you getting anybody involved in it? We have. We have a couple people, and then we have, I mean, some people that just come up to us and seem really interested in them. So people are definitely, you know, interested, which is a good thing. Um, Now, I know Cece asked you uh, what you were thinking about doing in the future. Does your future hold uh, any kind of dirt racing or anything in it? I actually haven't thought about it. I mean, I've seen it a couple times, and it looks like a lot of fun, but I've never actually thought about moving to that. So You like getting dirty? I do. Do you? I do, for sure, yes. 
Cece, did you hear that? She says she likes getting dirty. <laughs> hey, dirt tracks. I love them. I like to get dirty myself. Yeah. They're yep. a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I bet. They look like a lot of fun. Okay, what's coming up for you? Where are you racing next week? Uh, next weekend's Auburndale again. Auburndale again next week. Yep. Um, what's your car number? It's 57. There you go, folks. Brittany Huntington. Um, her number is 57. Is her car number. I won't give out your phone number on the air because I'm Thank sure you. people will be calling you all the time. But <laughs> oh, yeah. She's going to be racing again in her mini cup this week, and um, you're going to win, right? Yes. All right. <laughs> well, um, anything else you want to talk about? Any other sponsors you want to get out? Oh, not that I can think of at the moment. Anybody you want to say hello to? Um, mm, um, hi, Rick and Susan. Rick and Susan. Isn't that nice of you to say hi to them? They are the folks that... Uh, run that fast mini cup series and uh we have them on occasionally uh either one of them as a matter of fact they're again uh, they're very well spoken both of them um, and they're listening so it's always good to say hi to them yeah uh Brittany, i appreciate you uh taking the time to talk to us and thank uh you. good luck next week thank you very much and the rest of the year and remember work on that race and figure out how that race car works next yeah. time we talk to you we're going to give you a little quiz okay sounds good bye Brittany. Right. all right thanks bye all right uh, her, there you have it, Brittany Huntington on uh, Fast Mini Cups. Her chances of winning next week just went up at least 60%. That's right, inside Florida racing bump. Yeah, we forgot to tell her that. We forgot to even mention So that. listen, about a half an hour ago, we got knocked off uh, the air, as anybody who's listening now is aware. Um, we were off for about 10 minutes. Our We lost, Northport has lost Comcast Cable. And uh, so we shifted over to our DSL lines. So, we're so a- now we're really slow. <laughs> we'll be there for the duration. <laughs> Bill. But um, we've been checking the radar and keeping the eye on the... Uh, yes. So we can't day. really check the email Yeah, right unfortunately now. I can't check email now, but... I can. We, we will as soon as we can. Look, I just lost oh. my phone. I lost really? my phone. What's going on? We're going to have to shut this down, folks. Uh, we'll see you next this, week. we got to go. we got to go. This is what happens when there's... <laughs> Stop that, silly. That's what happens when you have tropical <laughs> storms and hurricanes. And uh, Anybody out there listening, disrupted. just remember, if anything happens, and uh, just make sure you have insurance. But, of course, if you don't have a policy bound up yet, you're... Forget it. It's too late. You're done. And, but, you, know, and you could tune... Seriously, tune in to your local radio station, and uh, all local radio stations should be broadcasting uh, emergency information, telling you what shelters you can go to, about closings. Um, it's too late. It's Stick your head between your legs and kiss your butt goodbye. You, it's all you over. Need to know, and and, more, and have a radio with batteries in it and ready to go. Um, everything's going to be fine. For the rest of the show, um, we have who's supposed to get Bobby Orr supposed to be on Danny Foster. Uh-huh. Who's who's on? Who do you got on the on the on the on the on the, on the, on the, on the, the home Hey Rob, Cece, let me ask you: okay. What do you think it's like to go two hundred plus miles an hour on Daytona? What would it be like? Yeah, I think it'd be extremely exhilarating. I've done it on a go kart at Let, about maybe one thirty. Experience it. Let's ask Danny Foster from uh, Sarasota to see what he has to say. Danny, welcome to Inside Florida Racing, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, it was quite the experience. I may have been exaggerating a little bit. I am a fisherman, but, uh, yeah, we were going in, in excess of 200 miles an hour. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, more than I bargained for, that's for sure. 
Wow. What a rush that must have been. Yeah, it's, it's uh, probably the fastest I've ever been in a car. Uh, you know, I drive to Tampa every day doing 65 miles an hour, and uh, <laughs> we, we pulled up to Daytona and uh, Friday night, and we just had to park the hauler and just pulling in the place. Uh, it gave me gave me some reservations of what I was in for, and uh, it ended up being a great weekend for us. Was the first time you've raced there? Oh yeah, yep. Uh, you know, I've always I've raced locally around you know here Desoto and uh, Punta Gorda, Lakeland, and. Uh, in the truck series. Matter of fact, I, I heard you guys had Bobby Deal on earlier, and uh, I'm a big Bobby Deal fan, along with Terry Roberts, and uh, we're going to miss him. So, uh, so the butterflies, I guarantee you, started really hitting you when you drove up to that racetrack, son. Yeah, we uh, Saturday morning um, we we pulled in there and we got the car unloaded and uh, got ready for the day, and uh, right before we went out to uh, practice which ended up being our qualifying laps too was uh, it started to rain and I, I really got nervous and that's when you start really tightening up the Hans devices and uh, getting ready for what you're about to go do and uh, I got really nervous and we, we went out there and uh, going down the backstretch for the first time really really scared me especially when it was raining in one corner and it was sunny in the other and you know my my crew chief Bo Hetzel uh was telling me to pick it up, and I was trying to tell him that it was raining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard for anybody to imagine that's never, you know, driven a car before. You know, uh, you know, probably about the fastest I ever drove a race car would be at Lakeland. You know, and uh, when I used to race go karts, I ran go karts at um, Daytona Speedway at probably about 130 mile an hour. The go karts that we ran then were, and. Uh, I'll tell you, man, that's a huge racetrack, and I, I've i never been on it in a car, so I couldn't say for sure, but when you get going that fast, doesn't don't things kind of slow down a little bit for you? You know, um, it, it does until you run up on a couple cars that, uh, you know, you're running, you know, probably 100 miles an hour faster than, you know, right. we, run, we run multiple classes within the race, and, you know, it was easy out there running by yourself. I could do it all day long, but when you're, you're racing the guy behind you and in front of you, and then you have to come up on these lap cars that are, you know, way under your speed. It, it, it's a little frightening. Yeah, you know, not just for you. You just don't want to hurt anybody else either. So it was pretty fun. Now, these cars that you're running, are you guys running the road, <clears throat> the road course or the oval? Yeah, we ran the uh, 24-hour uh, track. And, uh, you know, we, we're we running a Nextel Cup car from last year. You know, we have the same same motors they're running this year but uh last year's body but you know we're running unrestricted so uh it, it gets up there quick because the restrictor plate motor uh, at daytona i think with the restrictor plate only 450 500 horsepower i may be off a little bit on that but but you know my motor uh unrestricted 830 you know 820 somewhere around there so we get up to speed a lot faster than the cup cars do so uh Tell me a little bit about this series that you're running here, um, and what, what what are the tracks that you run at with this V8 um, this uh, V8 stock car series? Yeah, sure. It's a, it's V8 stock car racing, and um, the uh, the promoter is Lee Arnold, and a uh, lot lot of great drivers in this class. And I, you know, and I'd tell a lot of these late model guys that have cars that are sitting in their garage to uh, put some right side weight on and come race with us. It's uh, it's a great class. Um, there's a lot of ASA cars, you know, since the ASA, ASA uh, 
um, fuel-injected motor class went out. Um, a lot of these guys are racing this series, and uh, you have guys like Charles Witt, um, Bosco, Jeff Emery, um, Lee Arnold, Gene Felton, Scott Legassi. You know, a lot of a lot of great drivers are running in this class, and it's a lot of fun. And you can run. There's a lot of diversity as far as the chassis go, and uh, a lot of great drivers. And I'm learning a lot running with them. Are you the guy that Craig is helping? Sorry, is Craig helping you on your team? Uh, no, um, that's. Uh, I'm not sure who Craig is. I have um, Bo Hetzel. Uh, he used to be a crew chief for Von uh, Traeger here locally. He's a great guy, and, and I, I couldn't do uh, anything without him. Uh, him and Steve Moss and Tom Nicola. I got some great help there. I think I've heard about this series from someone else before, and uh, I thought maybe you were the racer that he was working with. But uh, so you can no, take a regular late model and put right and uh, put a right side weight on it, just even the car up. So you got to do. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of. I know that Jimmy Cope and um, Mike Cope are both um, fielding cars for some guys in my series, and they're running up front. Uh, so you know, if you guys got these cars in your uh, garage, bring them out. Um, you get to run tracks like. Uh, Sebring, Carolina, Roebling, VIR, Daytona, Road Atlanta, Homestead, Moroso. A lot of great tracks in our backyard that you all get to run. And uh, yeah. some great racers. I've been on all of them, but not with a car. <laughs> Every one of them places would be great to run with a car, you know. Yeah. Um, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, is there a website that we can uh, look at to check out more about this uh, V8 stock car series? Sure. It's uh, www.v8 com, and uh you know if you guys are interested i don't have lead number here handy but if you want to call me it's 941-724-6602 i can put you in touch with lee now cool. is it v and then the number eight yeah correct v8stockcar.com and uh they're they also on uh, their their website they do have the carnac link to you yeah as a matter of fact do we have a link to them Somewhere, yes, I do believe so. In the Florida link pages, I do Arnold believe. Motorsports. Yeah. yeah, Arnold. Yeah, that's Leon. Yeah. When so, Lee first got started, I helped him build a website originally. Um, uh, the original website when he first got involved with that, we worked with him, uh, and uh, that was when I first learned about that that racing. And you guys race all over the country, and it's pretty cool, man. The cool. I think one of the cool things about it is like everybody's just really having a lot of fun, and there's not so much. Uh, there's not as as much of the contentiousness sometimes that you see um, at short tracks because things get uh, tense and tight. And, and it, wouldn't that you say that's true? It's, it's a little less contentiousness. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, when I when I was originally looking at buying this car, I was searching the web and trying to decide what I wanted to do. Um, get tired of dealing with the uh, you know the local track around here, and uh, I, I found this. And people were calling it the wine and cheese racers, but uh, I've found out that's just not the fact. These guys are real racers, and they'll beat and bang. And you know the fact that you know we're driving expensive race cars. They, you know, they they still want to win, and uh, we're not racing for a million dollars. And just a, it's a great time. Now, Danny, what's a what's an average car count? Well, we've been. Uh, at, I think it's like thirty cars per race. We had uh, at uh, you know at Daytona, of course, they had a big field. There was three hundred and. I think it was 370 cars there. <laughs> wow. 60, 61 started in the race that I was in, I believe. So it was it was quite hairy at times when we came up on the lap cars. 
What an amazing race that must have been. Yeah, it was great. So how many did they start? Uh, it was, I think in my class, 61. Could you imagine so you, that, Rob, being out there? Uh, well, the there's a lot of room on like the that? track. A lot of room on the track. And uh, I'm looking at the website now. They do just look like regular late models in some cases. And uh, I it's guess grown. they got steel-bodied cars, too. It's grown yeah, a lot. what I run. I run a steel-bodied car that we bought from uh, Chip Ganassi last year. And, you know, that was an experience in, in itself, uh, going up there and uh, going into that prestigious garage and, I got to, you know, Bo and I went up there and picked my car out of a lineup of uh, cars from Ganassi, and uh, that was it was pretty pretty neat. So, uh, what does an old uh, Cup car like that cost? Well, without uh, a motor in it. Well, we we bought three race ready cars, so um, you know it's hard to say what a normal person would would pay. I don't know if you guys know Bob Fisher; he's a local old local guy here. He built motors for Desoto for years, and. That's my brother-in-law, and he's the head engine builder at uh, Ganassi, and he uh, ended up setting a deal up. We bought three cars, and um, you can get them anywhere from uh, fifty thousand to you know may- maybe a little less, up to eighty thousand. But we we got some really good equipment, and actually they set our car up for Sebring, and we've been we haven't finished out of the top five, I don't think, since we started. So, so fifty thousand, and that's race ready. That's then that's everything. Yeah, and that's that's cheaper than what a, a cup engine costs, but you know that's probably a kinfolk deal. Yeah, cheaper than what it costs to buy a late model. Are you guys running for any money or anything? No, we we just run for pride. It's uh, you know these guys we we go out uh, every you know we'll pull into town Friday night and uh, Saturday night we'll or excuse me Saturday we'll race and then Saturday night we all meet at the Outback for dinner and uh, just a lot of camaraderie and uh, good friends and just a neat series to race with. But uh, yeah, no money. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the wine and cheese guys then for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, they got money to go to Outback. They're not they got any money, but they got money. To, They've got money to race and eat at Outback. Yes. that's impressive. Yes, yeah. and there's oh, I, that's why I got to plug my sponsors and uh, Outback Steakhouse is one of them, and uh, we usually have our dinners there when there's one local by a racetrack. But uh, we, I, I have uh, Wonder Bar dispensers, Coors Light, and Jim Beam also some sponsors. Some nice sponsorship you've got. That's great. Yeah, um, you got any extra cars? You need a driver for one of them. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got bonehead wanting to. I'll come test. I'll show you. I know all them racetracks. Well, hey, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, after after the last weekend, we did pretty good over there at Daytona. Went in the winning on Saturday and uh, Sunday. I had Lauren Rainier call me from uh, Chip Ganassi, and, and it was just out of the blue. And I was like, well, I wonder what the hell he's calling me for. And uh, he calls me and says, "Hey, great weekend, man. We need uh, we need to put a deal together." And I'm thinking, "Well, geez, I know I'm too old to be doing anything for him." And uh, you know, got the goosebumps up thinking he's going to offer me a ride. And he goes, "Yeah, we need to put Brian Cross in your car." <laughs> uh, so that's a deal we're working on. We're probably going to put Brian. Uh, he can't make the next speedring race, but we're going to put him in the car at Road Atlanta and uh, in the following season. Brian Clawson? Yeah. Yep. Really. He's- yeah, that's a development driver for Ganassi. Yeah, to get him some uh, road course seat time. Yeah, I've seen him run. He he knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, ain't no yeah. doubt. No doubt. So it's cool. All right. Yeah, great weekend. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk with us here on uh, Inside Florida Racing, and uh, I'm definitely going to check this out a little bit more. And uh, looks like another 
good use for a late model. Yeah, Danny, uh, t- talk to the, the folks there with the Lee and the guys with the series. Have them start sending us the press releases and news releases you guys get out of your deal, and we'll uh, start running them on Carnac. Yeah, we'll do that. And you want to have me on time and time, I'll give you, cool. you know, some feedback, too. And I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, Danny. Have Thanks a great evening. Thanks a lot, evening. Danny. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right. V8 Stock Car Series. Now, this looks pretty cool. Now, uh, you so definitely got to have some sponsors. Now, here's something else Rob wants to do. Now, you know, what's what's cool, though, is these guys, you know, you say, oh, they're not racing for any money. but It's not you know, costing them as much. If you got the sponsors, yeah. you know, that pay for the stuff, and you're going to go out there and... You don't have to worry about buying all brand new tires and stuff, you know, and unless the sponsor wants to buy them because the sponsor wants to look good. And uh, I imagine the sponsors will probably start kicking these guys. Somebody's making some money off of all these cars. <laughs> you know, Rob, that's one. That's just one of the one of the things about motorsports in general is like there's some there's a different way to do it for everybody that fits your deal. You know, I mean, there is just mm-hmm. lots of ways to. To do speed and competition with cars and bikes and boats and, you know. Well, guys, before we uh, head off into our break, just want to remind everyone that FancyWorkEmbroidery.com are the people that take care of Inside Florida Racing and Real Racing USA, making our staff shirts and a a nice uh, jacket for me. And actually, FancyWorkEmbroidery.com are the manufacturers of the... uh, C.C. Brooks Limited Edition Kicks Country 92.9 Racing Cap. Of which you can't have. <laughs> what? You can't have one. I can't have one? No, I'm talking to the fans. Oh, I'm not that's talking. That's not true. You have them all. That's right. I don't, I, even, I don't even have one. If I had one, I'd try to sell it on eBay. This is the oh limited gold edition, this right? That's a this limited is the edition. limited edition, and um, I gave away some at Charlotte County Motorsports Park Saturday night. But fancyworkembroidery.com, you'll find their link on the Inside Florida Racing page. Go click on that and find out what Casey Mays can do for you when it comes to promotional items, to T-shirts, to your crew shirts to hey doing all the embroidery work on your fire suit they'll take really good care of you that's casey mays at fancyworkembroidery.com i need her to make me some bonehead motorsport stuff for all my fans we'll see what we can do you know i don't have that many of them so we'll take that much we'll be right back following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done.
Hurricane's coming. You better run while you can. Now we need to hear from Ario Speedwagon riding the storm Oh, out. my goodness. That's oh, coming up. Okay. Uh, is that a request? That's a what request. do you think? This is the all-request show? Uh, yeah, you're listening to the all-request hour. This is uh, Jack Smith here operating all the <laughs> controls, and we're having a good time just waiting for Hurricane Faye. Everybody, <laughs> hang on. Here we go. Oh my goodness! We need it's 8:30, and we're having a good time right here on www.ike, and that's right. It's White. You're listening to White Radio right here to Jack Smith on the dial, and it's 8:32, and the Hurricane Bay is on the way. Oh, my God. oh they're going nuts. Tell us about. Oh, they're going crazy. Tell us about repetition, Rob. Well, that's what I used this to do. This is why he's not on real radio no, anymore. That's what I used to do. Was I? I did that stuff at that bar, because you know before we talked to lovely Brittany there, you asked me about um, what I used to do. So I did this every day, you know, because Lightning plays. You know, they play a bunch of home games every week. So these people would hear this every day, every day, all the time, the same thing. Come to the outpost, ice cold beer, yada yada yada, whatever. But what would happen is, eventually they'd come in. Whether it was before or after, they would come in. They would find me, if they could, in that place, if they saw me talking to the microphone. And they'd come tell me that they came in there because of me. So I went by DJ Rob then. It was what I went by during that whole time. And I probably did that uh, for about a year. And then the guy hired me to manage the bar. So I did that with a wireless mic while I managed the bar. for Which is putting people in the seats. Literally. Oh, definitely. It put you know, people that's in the what bar. it's about. It kept him from closing the doors because he was ready to close his doors because all the bills. You know, he had this big management company, and he got rid of all them, and he just watched these people go by. And uh, so I told him, you know, you just got to kind of lead them. And uh, so that worked out, and that got me started, and uh, I did some radio stuff there. The Lightning won the Stanley Cup. I did a lot of radio stuff up to that. And then uh, when I came down here, um, I've – here, getting into the radio station is a little bit easier than in Tampa. In Tampa, they used to throw me out all the time. At least here, they actually let me in the Clear Channel station. So. But it's all about promoting, you know, and, 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 you know, one of the things that we saw just a glimmer of over the last few weeks, CC, is mm-hmm. that when you get a, a, a plan, a program plan written out and you, and you sort of start going at it and executing it, you know, if it's going to work, you get excitement building up around you, and you get other people sucked into the vortex of that excitement, and it feeds on itself. And the next thing you know, two or three people being excited about something is 20 people being excited about something, which is then all of a sudden you got got 100 people, and, and, and you got people doing your work for you and expanding it. Yes. And, and that's really, you know, if you're going to have a really successful campaign, that's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen that way, to the degree it gets that way, the better it's going to be. Oh, most definitely. And uh, I, this was a, a really successful uh, promotion with Ken Kenny's United Dirt Laid Model Challenge Series, um, battling it on the blacktop. And I'm looking forward to putting um, the next one together um, for whatever series, you know, for whatever track. I'm more than happy to help them put it together. And if it's, it can be in another state, another part of florida and we can um since i work for clear channel we can make things happen for them we need to do a monster truck gig man i'm telling you we can make some big money with a monster truck gig well we know who to call for monster trucks well, that's what i'm saying we got 
We got the announcer. We got the guy to get all the trucks. Yep. And we got the way to promote. That's right. So, we, do you want me to call him oh, on listen, my way home? I know, and there's real money involved there. I'm talking about some real money. Oh, People I know. pay $18 for a ticket to come see that. Yeah. Well, I can call Fill him the on the way home. We got to find the big grandstands. That's Anyways, the thing. We need a good location. We keep for throwing it. all our stuff that we want to do out here on the air because we get so excited about promotion. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, folks, I appreciate you tuning in and listening tonight. Uh, you folks that are in South Florida listening, you know the hurricane's bearing down. Hurricane Faye, as you heard Jack earlier talking about. Um, and it's 835, and Hurricane Faye is on the way as a Cat 1. Well, I don't know. It could be a Cat 5 for all we know because no, no, for some no. reason we don't have all well, of our. Just as a, I'll throw this Let's out to you. not even tease about I, I'll that. throw this out to you. You know, there are people who believe in the racing community in Florida who believe that promoting stock car racing, and I'm not talking about putting the race together, like what the class is and how you buy the tires and what. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about promotion, putting people in the seats, putting people in the grandstands. There's a lot of people who think there's some special thing that only track owners have about knowing how to do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's something special. Well, it's not. There's no difference between promoting. The only difference is how you approach it. There's no the basic fundamentals of promoting putting people in a bar, putting people in a grandstand for a concert, putting and having people, people come out to your big sale at your business. It's, it's all, all the same. It's all the same process. You have to know how to do it, and you have to have experience and 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 at doing it, and know what to do and what not to do. And and one of the um, advantages of dealing with somebody dealing with people like myself and with Jack and Rob to promote um, your racing event and your track is the fact that we really love racing. And so we know what needs to be um, done. We know what level of enthusiasm, what kind of wording needs to be done, um, the people to target. And so that's where we have an advantage um, over if you went to any radio station and dealt with somebody who didn't ha- know nothing about racing, they'd sort of be a little lost. That's why. And that's what I you normally get. That. I mean, that's that's really what what most people in most uh, uh, cities get because um, very rarely is anybody in radio so enthralled in racing. Most of them, you know, they think racing's like wrestling. You know, it's not real. Yeah. But racing's not real. I'm watching, so you know they they, they don't watch it. It is. It, racing's like wrestling. You didn't know that. Oh, I thought it's real. It's not real. No, racing is real. Oh, it's all put on. Come on. Hey, uh, let's Mo- a- monster let's- trucks are real. Now let's ask somebody who might know. <laughs> Bobby Orr, I- is racing real, or is it like wrestling? Oh, I would like to think it's real. It's all the work and effort and money that gets put into these things. I'd like to believe it's real. That's right, Bobby. <laughs> You're right. Well, you racing just go on believing real. that, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> How you hey. doing, man? I'm doing good. How's everybody doing tonight? Wonderful. We're doing, we're doing great. What's getting, up? Is, getting ready for the storm. Yeah, getting ready for the storm. I hear you. Are you battening down your hatches, Bobby? Yeah, we're not the shop right now. Actually, we're getting ready to go run a another race at Orlando Speedway this Friday, but we I got news they've canceled all the racing for the weekend already, so we're trying to take this opportunity to go ahead and keep working and try to get ahead of the game a little bit and improve our program some more. There's nowhere else you can go race? Uh, we're concentrating on Orlando right now. We're we're running over there for the points, and uh, well, that's good. You got to support your locals. Got to support your local racetracks. We can't can't uh, 
can't just express that to all the local racers that are listening right now how badly we need cars out there every week. So it's a, it's a shame what local racing is coming to, but you got to keep fighting and got to got to keep going to support it so we can keep having it around for years to come. And that's and and you're you're correct. People need to you need to get the fans supporting the local racetracks and coming out in the and the local drivers to come out, take the cars out of storage, get them ready to go, and and go and go race and go have fun. And um, you know, I we know all know times are tough, but um, you just got to get out there. If you if you have to make the choice between spending the money and going out to um, going out to the movies or going to the racing, I'm going to say go spend it at the racetrack. The movies always come out on DVD. You can watch them later. <laughs> That's true. Man, CC, that was pretty good. Thank you. So, what are you racing this this year, Bob? Oh, uh, we're running Orlando Speed World uh, and the Super Late Models, contending for the championship over there. Uh, it's been a pretty spread out schedule so far. We've only had a half a dozen races, but uh, took the first couple of races to get the bugs worked out in the new car and overcome a couple of small issues that we've been learning about. But we're uh, look, we're slowly making progress and starting to see light at the end of the tunnel and our extreme auto repair and performance and James Carter attorney. Chevrolet has been pretty good here lately, and we've been keep making gains on it. And uh, since they gave us went ahead and gave us another week off here because of the storm, so we got me and the guys are here at the shop working right now, trying to trying to just keep getting better and keep working at it. And okay, Bobby, Bobby, we have to interrupt this program for a very important news announcement. <laughs> Which is what's that? It, what time is it? And what's the latest update over there? Oh, that's right, it's eight. 40, and Hurricane Fay is moving in. Let me tell you what, it's bruising down on us. Looks like the path has changed, already taking a little easterly run. Coming right on up, right on through the center rally. Going to perform a strike right on everybody, right at the center. And it's Jack Smith, and it's 841, and we've got Bobby Orr. What's happening, Bobby? And we're back here with Bobby Orr. Sorry for that interruption, Bobby. As the radio professional, can I just say, please don't do that again. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, stop turning that on, Jack. Jesus, we don't want to hear that guy anymore. Is that your brother? (laughs) He keeps turning on these. I wouldn't let you do that on one of my Clear Channel stations. (laughs) Clear Channel. I wouldn't be on that station unless I was paid. So, uh, Bobby, you're running into the late models? Is that what I heard? Yes, I was going for the Super We've been in the Super Late Models now, towards the end of last year and we've been uh, we haven't missed a race at Orlando this year over there for contending for the championship and we got about uh, I think it was six races including this weekend but now it looks like we're down to five and for the weekly point series and then I uh, got a couple of big races we're looking at running towards the end of the year so just kind of taking it week by week and seeing how the races unfold and just uh, trying to gradually move forward here with our program we've got a lot of guys that have stepped forward and have uh, started helping me day in and day out at the shop and i definitely wouldn't be where i am without these guys and a couple people who've helped me financially kick in some money and keep my program going i can't i can't appreciate this i can't even explain how much the the support that i've had here within the past couple months has really helped carry my program to the next level and we're trying to continue and keep going further to the top well please take take advantage of this opportunity and, and throw out some thank yous to those people that are making it possible for you to race absolutely i never miss a chance these guys I tell them every time I see them that if it wasn't for them, I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And I, I, I just can't thank them enough. To, like I said earlier, extreme auto repair and performance out of Sanford, Florida, and uh, James Carter, attorney at law down there in Bradenton. I can't thank these guys enough for the help and support they've given me all year. And it's 
through it. This is the first year that I've uh, raced for myself. I'm the owner driver, age 22 this year, and it's been a it's been a, it's been a tough mountain to climb at times, and had to overcome some things and uh, go through some some hard times of just being an owner and having all your own stuff and going dealing with the financial part of it and the travel part of it and the you know, and it's track and so it's 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 been a different ball game for me on a couple of different ways you want to look at it, but it's been quite an experience and we're having fun and we're all learning and got these new guys here that that are up behind me 110 percent and I couldn't do it without them. Well, Bobby, I know. Uh... Rob over there um, can relate to what it's like to be the you know the owner driver and burdening all. And I'd like to have an attorney for a sponsor though. That'd be cool. Burden all the responsibility. How are where are you in the points? Well, um, currently the way I we've had a little uh, points issue over there. We had to get straightened out, unfortunately. But I think we're getting to the bottom of it. And they haven't posted them as of uh, as of uh, a little while ago. We got on there and checked, and they haven't updated them. But um, as as I figured, I, if I last week if I wasn't tied or I was only should have been behind one or two, and then we uh, second in the future. So as I, I figured, I, I should be I should have gained the points this Friday. You better check it. It says you're in third spot. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's correct. So we'll have to we'll have to keep fighting and get to the bottom of that. Unfortunately, we've had a little situation there but everyone at fast car has helped me uh get everything get everything fixed there i'd also like to thank everybody at fast car for uh everything they try to do with the way the economy is and it's tough for people to come race but they've still been trying to do what they've always done and put on a good show and you know it's tough right now and i'd like to you know thank everybody at fast car for still sticking to what they've always done and giving us an opportunity and a place to go race well that sounds great it's cool bobby when are we gonna get you doing a radio show for orlando over there man yeah, dude. I'm, I'm losing you. You guys there? Yeah. Yeah, we're here. Uh, Jack was wondering um, when you'd be in there, uh, maybe doing a radio show. In Orlando. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time hearing you guys. That's all right. I tell you what, man. We're going to let you go. And thanks a lot for stopping by. I do understand. It's like the weather's getting pretty funky in uh, some over where you are for sure. Yes, sir. I appreciate. It. Thank you guys very much for having me on tonight, and we'll uh, see you at the racetrack soon. Bye, Bobby. Okay. Yeah, looking at the radar, there's uh, there's some good stuff starting to, some pretty good winds starting to kick in there. But it looks uh, nice and clear right here and in Tampa right now, but yeah, not for long. Not for long. No, not for long, and it's going to have an effect on everything. It's going to have an effect on you guys because I'm leaving. I'm going to Tampa. I'm going to stay here and ride it out. I'm going to Havana, Tampa. Ride it out and do my public service on the radio. Ride in the storm out. That's right. Um, gotta keep, gotta keep the. What do y'all do? Go into lockdown mode over there and just have to keep broadcasting. It's eight forty-seven. Yes. No, we don't. Will you stop that? Oh, that's it's a, him and his button. It's not me. It's a button. Well, stop hitting that button. <laughs> yes, we. It's a, yeah. like a clock button. It's almost like a cough button, but a clock button. <laughs> but yes, we will. Um, we will go on to. Um, so do so you have to work go, tomorrow? Oh, yes, I do. Like, what, what, like all the way up to the end, if it blows the roof off the top of the place, CC Brooks is still going to be sitting in there. Um, if it reaches a point where the building that we're in could be compromised, then they will evacuate us because we can actually broadcast. We are set up to broadcast from EOC, the Emergency Operations Center, over by the racetrack, and that's already set up and ready to go. And actually, that link was made early this morning. And um, but we will do is we'll simulcast over the five stations. So Wayne Solidate, he's like, 
I've been. He's like chomping at the bit I right now, just talking, sitting there, just like I that. I talked to Wayne several times today. Yes, he's ready. Well, I'll tell you guys. On Saturday night, Cece Brooks was up in the up in the uh, flag stand. She was, as you described, uh, she was caught in the vortex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was like a hurricane out on that track. Well, we uh, have we have uh, Mike uh, Brezhnev who was right in the middle of all that. On with us now, man. Welcome to the show, man. Mike, Welcome, Mike. I don't think I was in the middle of it. It looked like I was pretty far behind to me. Mike Bedesnahan. Yeah, you needed a caution, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we probably did, but I, I don't think it would matter, man. Johnny had a really good car, and he, he's, he's the smoothest dirt racer I ever seen. I don't think he ever missed his marks. He, he, he did awesome. Did you have fun Saturday night, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish we could do it more. That was more my style of racing. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, it sure was, you know. Uh, definitely, it showed the the experience that you had on the asphalt. I think, uh, I don't know. Uh, Johnny's car looked like that. His car was so free, he could run his car pretty much anywhere and keep the speed up. And uh, he was able to hit some of the cars a little easier than you were. But um, I don't know, man. I think you did a great job. Now, uh, what I wanted to talk to you about for sure was what's now that you went back on the asphalt with your dirt car. Um, now give us the feelings about your dirt car. It doesn't drive as good on asphalt as it does dirt. But, you know, it, to be honest, it it was a lot better than I thought it would be. It, um, the things, I mean, you saw there wasn't a single caution. They're about impossible to spin out. And being somebody who's always been really involved with the chassis setup, I'd, I'd really like to get a pavement car and put some dirt suspension underneath the back of it because the technology we have now on asphalt to make the front end stick you use some of the technology on dirt to make the rear end stick, and I, I think you can, there could definitely be something there. You know, Mike, I was uh, watching the, the sh- uh, show from uh, the video from Waycross, <clears throat> which is not asphalt, but it's pretty pretty close to being asphalt. I was absolutely amazed. Them guys coming off turn two, like you said, the, they they were like halfway down the straightaway. Sometimes they were sideways before, and they didn't wreck, you know? Right. The... The asphalt, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, any time, you know, we had to move a couple lap cars out of the way, and, and they were just totally jacked sideways, and I'm telling you, you can just pick the gas up, and the thing straightens right back out, you know. And there were a few times I got in there and practiced with a little too much rear brake in it, and you just can't spin them cars out for whatever reason, you know. But uh, it was fun. I, I wish we, you know, there's a lot of things I would change. We didn't. I didn't get there in time to do much practice. Uh, we only got on the track twice before the race, and I'd never even seen the place before. So I'd really like to go back. Uh, I heard they may have one in December, so if they are, we'll definitely be there. Oh, that would be great. Now, I know I was speaking to before the race to uh, Billy Bigley, and uh, he was telling everybody to watch you that uh, he was he was predicting that you were going to, to take the night, um, but uh, cause he was telling everybody that he was impressed when he saw you out there. Yeah, Billy's a friend of mine and has been for a while. Um, and I feel like I let him down and feel like I let all the asphalt guys down by getting spanked by one of the dirt guys. But I'm telling you, uh, Johnny Allen, he, he's def- he, or Johnny Collins, I'm sorry, he's, he's definitely talented. I mean, he, when he passed me, as fast as he went by me, I was like, you know what, he's going to burn his tires off in 10 laps. I'll be right back to him because I've seen it happen a million times, pavement racing. But he never came back to me. I mean, they said we were faster than him at the end, but I, I think he was just sitting there riding. You know, um, out in front he was. Mike, uh, when we talked to uh, Patrick Williams, uh, he was in the same position you were in uh, during the Scott Thompson Memorial over at Volusia, trying to chase down uh, 
uh, Collins, and uh, he made the same exact remarks that you said right off the bat, was that he thought he might have been as fast as him or maybe faster, but Collins never missed his marks. He's the smoothest guy. I watched him in practice, and he's just very smooth. I mean, he very adaptable. I mean, he you, you never never would have known that he was a dirt racer by watching him race the other night. I mean, and then then you go watch him on dirt, and it's the same thing. When the track slicks off, he's just so smooth. And Rich Pratt told me the same thing. I said, man, I ran second to him. And Rich said the same thing about the Powell Memorial. He said he, he could run with him for a lap or two, but then Rich would mess up or miss his line by six or eight inches, and Johnny never did. He just kept on going. So, I mean, the guy's got a tremendous amount of talent. How do you get that, Rob? How do you miss it? How often were you missing your line out there running the other night on the asphalt? I mean, did, did you miss it a couple times, or was it something yeah, that was happening quite a bit? I didn't really figure it out. You know, I was chasing down. I was trying to chase down Mark Whitener, and I'm, I'm running as hard as I could. And then I didn't really figure it out there towards the end that I needed to get the car all the way down on the rumble strips, and that's when I finally caught him and passed him. Uh our car was just too tight, and if I didn't get it, I had to. I felt like I was parking it in the middle, but you know, usually in asphalt, you got a guy on the radio telling you what your lap times are, so you move around the track a little bit, and then you you know, hey, this helped or this didn't. Um, so I didn't really have that. So I'm sitting there changing my line, and then I just noticed I was started catching him as I changed it, and then there, the last 10, 15 laps, I think we got faster, but by then it was too late. You know, Johnny had such a big lead built up. Like I said, I think he was just on cruise control. Well, I think all you guys did a fabulous job of putting on a great show uh, for the fans, and uh, you got to race in front of uh, the biggest crowd that I've seen at that racetrack in the last couple of years. Um, I think that was uh, something. And uh, as far as letting the asphalt guys down, you didn't let us down because uh, we knew it was going to be a tough show no matter what, and uh, you at least went out there and uh, held strong. I told Sean he needed to get behind you and follow you, but he had a tough time. Uh, His car wasn't handling for nothing for him. Yeah, and, you know, I really wish we had a different motor combination. We went there with the crate motor, and with all the bite that the dirt cars have, I, I really think we could have used one of the one of the bigger motors. I, when I talked to Ken Kenny, he was telling me all these guys that were bringing their crate motors, and then when we got there, I think it was just me and maybe two other guys ended up having one. So, you know, uh, it was cool. I'm, I'm glad we went. I'd do it again. I'd do it again tomorrow. You know? And what what did you think of the facility and, and the fans? You know, the fans were amazing. They're, I couldn't believe how many they were. All lined up on the hill, and yep. the the place is just nice. I wish I would have raced there when I still had my pavement car. I didn't know the place was that nice. We that It wasn't It wasn't that nice back then. Yeah, well, and, you know, and that's the other thing that everybody kept telling me was how much fixing up they did, and that, you know, the hurricane that blew the place away was actually kind of a blessing because they rebuilt it to what it is now. And, I mean, it's it's a beautiful racetrack. It, it's pretty racy. Um, at least it was for us on them old hard tires. Maybe that's what it needs is, you know, maybe that was a good equalizer was them old hard tires. And, you know, um, somebody asked me, you know, well, how come the asphalt guys can't race 50 laps with no cautions? I'll tell you why. Because take away the mirrors and radios and the driver actually has to think and do the stuff himself. And he ain't got somebody in his ear talking to him, you know. Well, there were several wrecks that happened in you guys' 50-lap race, but those cars just don't spin out. I mean, No, they don't. I mean, I thought for sure... Uh, I really got a kick out of watching you guys get through lap traffic. I mean, uh, Collins definitely, he used the old uh, 
I guess you'd call that the rubber horn on those things. Uh, he'd get up under there and just lay up underneath them and just scoot them up out of the way. And like you said, it'd jack them completely sideways, but they'd catch it. And Dusty Cone had a great run. He had a good night. Yeah, is he the one? Did he end up getting DQ'd? Is he the one that got yeah. DQ'd? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah he, 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 he got DQ'd because he didn't, um, he didn't want to go through... Some he of the refused ins- to tear down. I think they put yeah. his engine. Yeah, it was too big, and then he refused to tear down. Yeah, he refused that's, to tear down. That's a shame for him. I mean, because whether he was right or wrong, nobody will ever know. You know. Yeah, but he's a good one too. On we saw him up at Waycross, and uh, he won up there. And boy, um, I was amazed to see him. I mean, that was the only time this year that I've seen anybody really, really take it to Johnny Collins. You know, I mean, really. T- he was in a class. Cone was all by himself. Well, you know what they're going to say about him, don't you? He's a cheater. No, he's just good on asphalt. He's a cheater. He's a cheater. He wouldn't tear his motor apart. He's cheating. Well, normally I would say <laughs> like that, that horsepower don't matter, but I, I certainly would have liked to have about 40 or 50 more than what we had. Because yeah, your car was nice and tight. You know, there's yeah. some guys out there that probably thought they had too much horsepower. They couldn't get off the corner, man. Yeah, yeah. There, there are some guys that I don't know. I don't know any of the dirt guys yet. I'm still learning them. But whoever drives the red number nine, man, oh. in practice, he was putting on one heck of a show burning the right rear What Waltrip, you, on, on Friday, you weren't there Friday, right, Mike? No. Yeah, no. on Friday... Yeah, that was Michael Waltrip, Mike Mike Waldrop, in the uh, the nine, and in in on Friday he came out onto the track with the you know just like he was rolling onto a dirt track, and he just lit it up right out of the pits. <laughs> By the time he got down to turn one, all you could see was clouds of smoke as he was like trying to keep from hitting the wall. Well, that's what they need to do with them tires: burn them up, get them good yeah. and hot. Because Mike's tires. Mike knows what to do with tires. See, that's something that uh, – th- did you get to work your tires? Were you guys allowed to do whatever you wanted to? Well, yeah. Tell the truth. You can tell yeah, the truth. Yeah. I, I Actually, I soaked the hell out of mine for two days. Mike's yeah, tires probably, were great. I probably should have started on Monday Yeah, because they were still hard as a rock. Yours, your tires, really? because I went down and felt some tires, and I kept it in the back of my mind the whole time. I'm like, man, Resnahan's tires, man, feel good compared yeah, to the rest I, I of these. I I think top three or four cars. I think we all we all had the kind of the same plan with tires. I, I you know, there, there's just too big of a difference between the top four or five cars and what the rest of them were. I think right. if you got your tires before race day, I'm sure you had something forward on them. Oh yeah, I mean, and if you didn't, that they were rocks, man. So yeah, yeah. that was that was actually Jimmy Waldrop. Waldrop. Oh yeah, did yeah. somebody fix you? No, he I was, I fixed myself. Yeah, right. well, I, we had a blast watching him. I mean, he. he looked like a true he looked like he was on dirt and that right rear tire was rolling smoke yeah. off of it we had a blast yeah he and uh he and uh and billy costello both uh when they first the, their first uh several tr- uh, practice deals the front end of their car the left front end was just completely off the ground all the way around three to four wow <laughs> it was it was crazy yeah i'd, I'd love to see to do it again it was it was a blast i hope the fans enjoyed it i hope we didn't disappoint them by only bringing 16 or 18 cars somebody said that there was a lot of drivers in the stand so hopefully all those drivers saw that there's nothing to be afraid of and that the cars will be okay and maybe you know maybe we can get 10 or 15 more to come back the next there time. well as there was a fan, a, go ahead was there, say, well as a fan i'm gonna complained. let you know i was definitely not disappointed nobody. everybody that i talked to were just they were thrilled they couldn't get over how fast it was 
how exciting, yeah. and they want to see more. Yeah. And a lot of them now want to go and go to a dirt track also. We, right. Yeah, we interviewed a lot of people, just fans in the stands, of people just at random, and, I mean, it was just a real excitement. And uh, and it was, you know, they they hung out all, I mean, till the very end. Yes, I mean, they did. The, the, the place stayed full all night. Yeah, and what a, what's a normal super late model lap time around there? I know we were... We were averaging like 1530s is what, you know, the, the faster. During the race, during the race, that's all you're going to get out there. I mean, that that's pretty much what they race for the race. I've got my lap timer, and uh, I've sat and looked through uh, race pace. You know, obviously I'm not running right behind the guys up front, but pretty much the race pace pretty much stays around that. You know, sometimes they but might run in the 20s. Tires. Imagine putting us on the same tires that they race there now, them cars with them big bodies and all that. I think you'd be too tight. I think you guys would be too tight. Yeah, but we can work on that. <laughs> I mean, I, that's always a good thing, I guess, you know, but you're only going to get so much speed around the track. And as far as uh, well, how much do you guys weigh? Uh, my car with the crate motor has to be 2250. 2250? You guys should be killing us around there. Well, you got to think. I got a crate motor, too. And we were on them old tires. I practiced on a set of the, the yellow sidewall, the, the normal, the new Goodyear tires. All right. They had 250 laps on them, and we were faster on those than we were the brand new ones that we had to race the other night. So, what's That's the fastest that you got out there? Like 15, 20s, and 30s. We ran some low 30s. Did you run any at night? I don't know. They didn't clock us during. The oh, okay. Well, you know, uh, definitely, you guys should be fast because even a crate motor there with a regular late model, I think, weighs 2,600 or 2,500, and got like they let them have 58 percent left side weight or something like that right the, the track record is 1473 by dick anderson right i i think the dirt cars would get around there faster than that if they were on comparable i think was, so too was dick driving one of those kind of cars was it back then in the late 80s when they were driving those uh wedge body cars it might have been might have been because you know they put out some awesome um speeds with those wedge body cars back in the 80s uh i remember what in '94? So that's a regular car. Yeah, on, uh, probably in the double zero. Yeah, either that or the or the Dodge. Probably in the Dodge back then. Well, Mike, listen, uh, we gotta go. We gotta go, Duck Hurricane, and uh, I'm sure you're safe up there where you're at. That's where I'm trying to get where you're at. I hope so. Y'all come on up. I got room. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mike. All right. All right. Appreciate Bye, it. Thank you. Bye. All right. There you have it, Mike Bresnahan, uh, driver of the car that finished second in the Battle of the Black Top. Um, and, uh, you know, it's interesting to talk to him because he had so many laps in a, um asphalt car. And then you hear how where these guys better really get their stuff together is, is a guy like Mike. He knows cars and handling of cars. And you hear what he's already talking about is that, you know, if you took the technology from an asphalt car and you use that. Exactly. Rear, put that stuff up in the front and get the front to work a little bit. And, uh. That's that. That's what these dirt guys will get when some of these asphalt guys that that really know their stuff, you know, get involved in their sport. You know, Pratt. I mean, even Wayne Anderson, if he really gets involved in dirt racing, I mean, he'll he'll go all nuts and all out, and I'm sure he'll be. Talking, I'll tell you, talking mean to one of those guys that spends out too many times. I'll tell you another way. You know, another. Uh, you know, Sean finished uh, fourth after Cone was. Uh, DQ'd, but J.R. Garcia held, did yeah. good. He did very good, he held, too. He held Sean off almost all night. Man. Yeah, yeah. He did uh, He did good. I see he had his Bubba Army uh, stuff on. Yeah, he did good, though. 
He was a really nice guy, too. I spent some time talking with him, visiting with him in the pits. Yeah, when I was down in the pits, all the fans coming up, I was over there by uh, Nosbish, and I just happened to be listening. And everybody that comes up to him wants to know about Bubba. I know. I got so many people, so many people asking me about Bubba, too. You should have said, well, Bubba's not on a clear clear channel station. I just kept telling Bubba's in Atlanta. Sorry. Is he on a clear channel station? No. No. No, I didn't think so. But he was up in Atlanta. That's why he couldn't be at the race. He would have loved to have been there it's, with all those people. One hundred two point five. The bone. Yeah, they need me. They need they, me. What do they need, man? They need a bonehead on the bone. Come on. Maybe you can be his intern lackey. Whatever. <laughs> you can be his intern lackey. Hey, man, when we're out of here, you want to talk dirt lake models? Scott Bloomquist is coming up as soon as we get out of here. He's going to be on uh, with a replay of Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid, man. Scott, hey. Scott, Joe I mean, Dirt, Bloomquist, Bloomquist, he talks about what he's going to do when he gets out of racing, how he's going to show the promoters how it's all done. Everybody be safe. Is he? Is he? Even Ken Kenny? He might. He ain't going to mess with Ken Kenny. Folks, uh, take care. Batten down the hatches, put your shutters up. Get ready for Faye because she's coming up the middle and she's coming strong. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Inside Florida Racing, everyone. It's See you at the racetracks. Talk it's to you next Monday. We are Here late. We got to go.